Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing, fighting monsters, uh, and just all your OTPs get shattered and reshuffle around, and like you, I, you'll never look at these these characters the same way. I don't know. That's probably not true, but I got really happy in this. <laughs> See, Zach. I, I- Personally, I was very happy with how all my ships were finally being represented, and then that was torn away from me by the end of the episode. <laughs> good, good. So, uh, I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got kind of a light crew. I don't know, everybody's just got, maybe everybody, like, fell in love and had to go to the policeman's ball. I don't know what's going on, but we got Joel. I, I, I think it's more that people fell into jobs and had to, you know, do work. <laughs> Yeah, that does happen. I mean, that's cool. There's not, nothing wrong with that. Uh, and then we've got Mike. Hey, Zach. Hi, Mike. What's wrong, Mike? I'm feeling real bummed. See, Em's not here because she suddenly and randomly fell in love with Eugene Skulovich. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Okay, I don't think that was <sighs> sudden or random, let's be honest. <laughs> well, it, I'll tell you this. Um, you're You're sadder about it. <laughs> Than somebody who should be really upset about it is in this episode, and we'll talk about that when we get there. But I'm sure she'll come back, buddy. It's okay. It's probably just a, a temporary potion of some kind. Uh, I hope so. But... <laughs> poor, poor Emily. She she took the wrong potion. What's the right one? Oh, there's a few, buddy. There's a few. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. So. Well, okay, let's save that for after talking about things. I've got some talking about I, things this week. Okay, now I'm very worried about what you're going to say. <laughs> I mean, there's some just conceptual things that we need to talk about in a Love Potion episode, like before we get into it, but let's do that oh, after. Oh, we're going to have that talk. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> after talking about things. Talking about things. Are we, are we going to talk about the mind-controlled birds or the mind-controlled bees? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a news this week, but I I wanted to start doing spotlights again, 
And I'm not going to do a boom mic operator spotlight like Luke keeps telling me to do, but... um, Okay, Zach, why not? I bet you there's some pretty interesting boom mic operators out there. I actually, when he kept saying that, I tried to, and like I could... There's just... I don't know that there are any boom mic operators that are famous enough to have a Wikipedia page. Mm. If there is, I would love to do one, but it just doesn't seem... Like, I could... I could just go, this guy also boom mic'd on this thing, but that's not that much fun. So what I am going to do, though, is uh, I'm going to do a spotlight this week for Koichi Sakamoto, who is the stunt coordinator on Power Rangers starting in Season 3. He's from uh, uh, Japan, but he moved to the United States uh, as, a, as a young man in 1989, um, and he specifically wanted to to learn English. He was here as a foreign student, and then he became a stunt actor. Um, he became a stunt actor uh, on Giver, actually. So are you are you all familiar with Giver? Yeah. Uh, that, Giver. Have we talked about Giver on this show before? It's like, it's... I think it stars Mark Hamill or something. It and does. Like- Giver is... We may have talked about it, but it seems like it it would have come up. It's but like a live action it's it's based on a manga, is it It's a tokusatsu, basically. The it's because it's a superhero who gets a superhero costume that covers his whole body and it looks like a tokusatsu costume. The part the thing is that they it's also like a it's also like a body horror movie, kind of, like cause it's it's really got a lot of, like the suit like becomes part of his body yeah, and there's like, like it, a Imagine if gross... the way we on this podcast have conceived of morphing into a Power Ranger was the way it canonically worked. Yeah, like the suit is the skin and everything. Yeah, it's it's pretty grody. Uh and then he he was in the second one, which is called Giver Dark Hero or Giver Two, which is uh apparently even more um even gorier, basically. It's an R-rated instead of PG-13. It also stars David Hayter, a.k.a. Solid Snake, as the main character. So, I mean, I never heard of it, and now I kind of want to watch it. I don't know what you mean. Uh, Solid Snake is Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, shut up. (laughs) I don't even... I don't... I actively dislike Metal Gear, and I still think... David Hayter is is solid snake, but David Hayter David Hayter is great, and he got done yeah. real dirty. Yeah, it didn't go good. Uh, so, so yeah, he did some uh, stunt acting on Giver Two, which uh, was direct DVD, but I kind of want to watch it now. Um, and he uh, went on to to be a um, to like getting to creating his own stunt uh, production. Um, or, or, or production team. He formed Alpha Stunts Productions, uh, and he, he eventually became the second unit director for the battle grid uh, scenes in VR Troopers. So he was like, which I don't know what that means, because that was all, I don't really understand what that means, because the ba- VR Troopers stuff was all, like, they didn't film new stuff for that. They so actually kind of did. So did they? Yeah, so we didn't get to it on our bonus episodes because the first time they do it is in episode three. Um, okay. But the battle grid is they effectively they have these alternate forms and they're these really really shitty American made costumes. Like they're basically oh. they're basically spray painted Power Rangers costumes, and they like y- you remember the trash bag dimension? 
Yes. From Power yeah, Rangers. It's yeah. basically a, a better lit trash bag dimension. Okay. And the, okay, the troopers better just lit go is not with the trash bag dimension needs or wants. <laughs> yeah. But the, the VR troopers like go to this alternate dimension and like fight mooks there because like the 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 Toku footage that they use uh, either originally didn't have mooks or they just don't use the mooks from those shows. Because remember, VR Troopers is cutting up two different uh, Toku shows and splicing right. them together. So like they're really like it's a real Frankenstein job. So they've they in order to actually like properly have some kind of equivalent to the putty fights, they had to make up this whole thing where it's like we're fighting in the computer space, and it's okay, just so yeah. So it works sort of like the the. the the ninja suits where the, it's like this is between the real thing and the the like yeah, regular so characters it's, it's weird okay. because like their excuse for like so, so something that we've done on the show a lot particularly with luke is like argue that well the the sentai footage looks weird because they're in another reality or dimension because like right. we're we're trying to make sense of fucking nonsense yeah um but like that's kind of literally what's happening in vr troopers Oh, gotcha. But, but th- that's not what's happening in the original shows that that they're cutting from. So they ha- there's this weird thing where, like, the real world looks like the real world. The digital world looks like the real world, but kind of fuzzy. And then there's this middle space. Yeah, that tracks out. There's this middle space that looks like really, really shitty Tron. That looks like garbage. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, this okay. is all just starting like Digimon at this point. <laughs> so so he worked as the second unit director for that stuff. And then eventually they actually hired him. Saban hired him to be the um, second unit director and main stunt coordinator. Or also, sorry, if you're not, if you don't know what second unit director means, yeah, that's I don't. like. Okay, so that means basically, like, it's the person who directs all the non-acting intensive stuff. So, like, most big action movies will have a second unit director to, to film, like, stuff falling down an elevator shaft or, like, uh, the explosion parts. Because that's not, like, the, the they don't need the main director for that, basically. So unless, unless it's a Michael Bay production, in which case that's kind of his forte, right? Well, there are definitely yeah. there are. I mean, like well, Christopher also, Nolan like, doesn't it, use a second unit director, so so there are some people who don't use it at all. But yeah. go ahead. Well, also, multiple units allow them to like film more stuff at once. Right. It means you don't have to fly your whole production team around if you have some like if you have something in a different place that has to get shot. So. So in this case, they use the second unit director to film the stunt scenes, basically. Everything that's not um, like them in in school or at the gym and juice bar and stuff like that. Um, the good stuff, essentially. <laughs> so uh, he uh, was hired as the second unit director for, for Power Rangers starting in season three. Um, and he stayed on all the way through um, Power Rangers in space. Uh, and as the second unit director, and then he continued to work as an executive producer all the way up until Ninja Storm. So he's around for a long time, uh, starting with this season. Um, and, uh, he could probably be credited for the fact that if you don't, if if you haven't noticed, um, they have stopped doing the wire foo stuff they were doing in the second season, or at least the, like, really obvious, like, this guy gets hit and, like, 
flies a hundred feet away. You remember that stuff? Uh, they they kind of they got a special effects budget, but didn't really know what to do with it. Right. So they've stopped doing that. He he was probably some of the stuff I was reading said it was probably at least partially his idea to have the ninja suits so that they could film more stuff without the main actors. Um, so he's already been fairly like. Uh, um, instrumental to how the show has changed in season yeah, three. I, I will I will give him credit for that because season three, season three has been a kind of a double edged sword because the tangas suck. All right, the tangas just fucking that's suck. That's not I, his fault. I don't. But think. yeah, that's not his fault. But <laughs> yeah, the actual f- fights are better than probably any of the putty fights have been. As I think so. Fights. It, it's, it's. I will admit that there are sometimes not as much fun to watch because of the Tengas, but that's. I don't. I mean, he can't do nothing about that. So yeah. yeah. But like, like the putty fights were definitely, definitely had a lot more, like fun comedic bits to them. But also, they just had a lot of really dumb bullshit. The the strength of the putty fights was never the like, uh, stunt choreography or um. Let's say technology. It was always when the yeah. whoever was in the suits or the actual actors, if they were on more fights, just kind of doing their thing. Like when it was more yeah. like improv fighting, that was always their strength. Yeah. So so I'm I'm I I like his stuff, and I'm I'm happy to hear that he stays on for a while. I'm I'm psyched to to see you know what the mook fights look like in the next couple seasons. Despite not really, I'm trying to think. So there's Piranatrons. In Turbo, which, uh, I mean, they suck. Oh, I like the cogs in uh, Zeo. Those are neat. The little, the robot guys. And what are the mooks in space? I don't remember. Boy, I don't oh. either. And that's like yeah, the one I watch the most of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it might actually be like a mix. Because space is weird because it like actually has a lot of continuity. So we'll see. Anyway, that's that's cool. Um, after that, he uh, went on to do a couple different things. Uh, he actually did. There's a um, Jonas Brothers uh, okay. TV series. There's a Jonas Brothers TV series where they're secret agents, um, and he actually like trained them in in like. How to do stage fighting for a while so that's kind of a weird thing that he went on to do but then after that um he went on to do tokusatsu work which is what he like i think probably w- was aiming for at some point and some of the ones that he's worked on include like the ones that people often say are the best sentai stuff he worked on gokaiger which is the one that became a. Uh, um uh oh god uh oh no someone help me what's this what's the power ranger series that sucks that's like they bring all the seasons in at the end mega force oh, super mega force super mega force yeah gokaiger is the the original version of that which people yeah, love yeah that's something we don't talk about uh very often whenever we bring up how bad mega force was is that gokaiger is, is supposed to be like, one of the best ones they've ever made yeah yeah and yeah. is and like not only that is so, so you know how Power Rangers constantly tries to do big anniversary seasons and always fucks it? Yeah. Uh, Sentai, Kokaiger was the big 35-year anniversary season for Sentai, 
and by all accounts, they fucking blew it out of the water. It was yeah, they brought, really good. They brought a ton of people in. Um, it, it's, it's the Toku is a launching pad for people in Japan uh, to go on to bigger and better things, but it seems like they're they're more willing to come back. Um, some people have certainly come back from from getting better stuff. Like uh, um, the guy who plays the Red Ranger in RPM comes came back for a crossover, uh, even though he had gotten work on like other better TV shows, <laughs> essentially. So, um, but but it's more common there. So a bunch they had gotten a ton of people to come back. Uh, they worked they worked their storylines and it's supposed to be really great. Um, so yeah, he worked on that. He worked on uh, Common Rider Forze, which is like uh, I don't know if it's her favorite, but Julie absolutely loves that one. She's definitely made like Molly and me and a bunch of other people watch it, and I love that one too. Um, and he's worked on uh, uh, some of the more recent ones, like Cure Cureuger, which is the 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 space one, uh, the space. Uh, Sentai that's right, uh, right before the current one. So like last year's, um, and a couple other things that I'm not, uh, familiar with. Um, but yeah, so like he started here and then he got to go do, uh, work on, on the, the big two in Japan. So it's cool to hear that. And also I'm going to keep my eyes open for some of the fight stuff and especially, once it changes over when he leaves, uh, uh, which I think is he stops being the Lost Galaxy is the first season where he's not the stunt coordinator. So we'll in like a couple years when we get there, we'll see how it changes. Um, now, speaking of Sentai, uh, Mike, you let me know that you have been you watched the first two episodes of Potter Ranger versus um, L- Lupin uh, Ranger versus Lupin Potter Ranger. Ranger. Thank you. Yeah. And. I'm just going to just real quick, y'all. It fucking rules. It's yeah. really good. I've heard um, very good things so far. Yeah, so, so it's, it's only two episodes in, and in fairness, if there's anything uh, Toku is not known for, it's consistency. But at least so far, it's really great. So they actually do... They actually do a lot of very creative things with the with the fights and with the fact that, like, at any given time, there are three factions in play. Between the cop rangers, the the robber rangers, and and the mooks, and also the monster. So that's the thing is, uh, as Sentai so often does, the first two episodes are kind of a two parter, um, and the second episode actually begins like right after the the pot rangers morph for the first time, uh, because the, the I'm not going to go super into details because like here's the thing. You might be thinking what spoilers on Sentai, but it's like a kid's TV show. There's actually some really cool reveals even this early that I don't want to ruin for anybody. Um, But I will say that the second episode starts after the Pot Rangers morph for the first time. The Lupin Rangers have evidently had their, you know, morphing ability for a while now. They've been doing their thing for some time in, uh, in the world of the show. And we get this big fight that is all at once, the Lupin Rangers versus the Pot Rangers versus the Mooks versus the Monster, and it's this really big, really well-coordinated fight. The camera's uh, work is dynamic. Like, whoever's directing the show is doing a real good job. Uh, there is there is an interesting mechanic that spices up the monster fights, and it's that... Uh, so, every monster has, like, a safe in their torso. Sure, I've read Ava's Demon. <laughs> God. 
Um, There's a pull. God. Uh, I'll switch your thought. Uh, every monster has a safe in their torso, and uh, the Lupin Ranger's whole deal is they're trying to collect these magical items called the Lupin Collection. Okay. And the monster has this item in the safe in their torso, and so the Lupin Rangers are like, they need to like crack that safe, and they don't need to actually like do the thing where they stop and listen to it and crack the safe. Like they 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 have a device that does it basically automatically, but they need to get this item from the monster and then kill it. Whereas the Pot Rangers just want to kill the monster, so there's this weird thing where like both teams of Rangers want to destroy the monster because <laughs> the monster's evil, but the Lupin Rangers the have to make sure. Say what? I said I feel kind of bad for the monsters. <laughs> like, a little bit, but rough. like so, it's a it's a weird thing where like until that until that magical item comes out of the safe, the Lupin Rangers are both fighting the monster, but also saving the monster from the Pot Rangers from time to time. That sounds and, pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a really great setup, and and like just all the supporting cast is great. Like it's just it, the the comedy is good. The the action's really great. The the Lupin Rangers like is are very, very stylish. Like their morphing sequence is so cool. Like no matter where they are, it cuts to them like on rooftops and there's like jazz music playing and, and like there's searchlights and it's so good. Whereas uh it, it it's it's really great because like the Lupin Rangers morphing is like it's all super stylized and super jazzy and it feels it feels very, you know, appropriately enough Lupin the third. And then when the Pot Rangers morph, it's a very it's a much more straightforward Sentai morphing sequence. Um, it it fe- it feels like the one from you know like SPD, right? It's a, it's a really great contrast. And actually, speaking of which, so the main theme of the show, the main the main like musical theme of the show, actually has three versions. Um, there's a separate version for each the Lupin Rangers and the Pot Rangers, and the Lupin Ranger one leans heavier on the jazz influence, and the Pot Ranger one leans a bit more on like the sort of techno. That's awesome. I love I love like dynamic themes like that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Pot Ranger one is a bit more techno-y, a bit more rock, but like the main theme of the show is basically both of them at once. And what's great is like there are different vocalists on each one, and when you mash them together, they it becomes this cool duet where sometimes they'll sing in unison, sometimes they'll harmonize, sometimes they'll call in response, and it just it's it's great because like it, it it like each individual part works as a piece of music by itself, but it's when you put them together that like it becomes this. I I may or may have not cranked m- my speakers on my headphones like on my computer all the way up uh, and possibly done some damage to my ears a little bit <laughs> just so I could listen to the theme song maybe twenty times in a row at That's max awesome. volume. I want it's this so to be good. the last thing I ever hear. <laughs> it's it I, fucking owns it really that's does really, that's really good to hear because like when we first saw this the the thing that i was worried about was like that they would say like yeah it's the it's two ranger teams versus each other and like and then at like at the end of the second season it would be like no but really they're like all on the same side like that they would throw that away really quickly but it sounds like they're really putting a lot of thought into the idea of like they them being two separate factions to the point where they've got separate music and and stuff like that. So that that's really yeah. cool. They they definitely are already laying the seeds that like both teams definitely like are the good guys. They're just like they have very different methodologies and goals. It's it's very like official police force versus private security sort of thing. It's the like vibe I'm getting sort of. Uh- 
wouldn't say that. Like the Lupa well, Rangers are still thieves. Well, and sure. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, sure, but like I'm. I mean. So are a lot of private security firms, let's be real. <laughs> um, uh, no, you know mean, what I do for a living, right? <laughs> I said most. <laughs> but no, I mean, I just mean I just mean the dynamic of, like, official organized good guys versus independents trying to do the right thing, but not really bound by, you know, law or anything. Yeah. Guys. So, uh, I do want to say one really fun dynamic. So... There are a lot of characters, and there's only been two episodes, so no like individual character has gotten to do a whole lot yet. I do want to say I really do like the police chief, and I do love that they sort of take the the police chief sort of cliche and flip it on its head a little bit, because like the the red pot ranger is the one who's like super angry and is like, "God damn it, guys, we need to do something about these fucking Lupin Rangers, fuck!" And the police chief's like, "Dude, just fucking chill, man." <laughs> Calm down. A chill police chief is awesome. That's really fun. Yeah. That's um, cool. If I do have to say, I, I do have one concern. Okay. And it's when they inevitably add more rangers when we get to, like, whatever the Green Ranger equivalent is, because there's always going to be one. Because there's, the there's already six. This show is very, very exciting, and what, what makes it work so far is the fact that it's got, like, a million plates spinning in the air at once. Uh, and there's all these different, like different groups of people with different goals like clashing against each other and like i feel like if they add any more to that it's gonna get too it's gonna get too messy because like yeah. we're dealing with two sets of three rangers apiece two mentors there's there's not only two zordon equivalents there's two alpha equivalents too and then there's the boss of the monsters the boss is number two and then all the monsters and then the mooks there's kind of just a lot going on yeah, have you have you seen? Did you watch any Q Ranger the the space one? I I have not. Okay, I'm just curious because there's nine Rangers in that, and I remember going like because so Dino Charge has ten Rangers, and and the way they deal with that in the in the show in the Power Rangers version is like there's really six, and then four of them like come in when when needed essentially, um, but in the in the Sentai. They were never even 10 Rangers, like, all at once, ever. So, like, but then in Q-Ranger, there's nine, and I wonder how they handled that, like, in terms of splitting up time and stuff like that. So, because it sounds like this is similar in that it's really dealing with, like, a lot of stuff all at once. I want to say I talked to some folks when that first came out, and it sounded like what they were doing was not really having necessarily all the characters on in focus in a given episode, like, pick a few... Don't, I, mean, I mean, that's that's the way I would do it. That's the way I, they do, you know, that's the way, like, Star Trek works or whenever you have yeah. a big crew, that's kind of what you yeah, You can just have an ensemble cast. Like, yeah. that's, it's doable. That's a thing TV can do. Yeah. It's just, it's just yeah. Yeah, I do worry. And, and also, like, I, I think part of my concern is that if they are going to add another person, I'm really hoping that they're... That they're like a wild card, because right, you can't because they they kind of need to keep each team sort of balanced. So if they add another Lupin Ranger, they need to add another Pot Ranger too. Right. And it's like at this having point, a, you yeah, just, having a character that's not aligned with either, but kind of just bounces between the teams or something would be really neat. Yeah, uh, I will say there is definitely, uh, and it's something I've seen people complain about, but honestly, it feels just inherent to the genre and the stuff that they're paying homage to that the show focuses more on the Lupin Rangers than the Pot Rangers, which 
just just makes sense. I kind of figured that that would be how they did it. Yeah, we we kind of joked when we were first reading descriptions, like, oh, like they're basically Lupin Rangers and Zenigata Rangers, and it's like, yeah, of course, yeah, because if you're if you're gonna have a story that's about like these these cool master thieves. You can only make the police characters so competent. Right. You know? Because, like, you can't have it a thing where they're on even terms because then, like, the po- then the police side of it wins half the time. But if the police side wins once, the thieves are done. Right. So, That's kind of an inherent problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, but at the same time, like, the Pot Rangers are actually really great. Um, like, the super angry guy, like, he's just... He's really determined. Like he's he goes whole hog with his like sense of justice and things like that. And then like uh, the green one is like a coward. And then the uh, the pink uh, pot ranger actually honestly hasn't gotten to do much yet. Although she did, she has done. There was this gag where like the 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 red pot ranger got like got like into this real super angry fit, and she just like stuck some candy in his mouth. He's like, and he's like, okay, I'm better now. <laughs> Which is great. Um, Magic. And then on the Lupin Ranger side, we actually haven't gotten a ton of difference between them individually. Um, they, although we have seen a lot of what their dynamic is, kind of with each other. So they've basically, and again, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much because it's actually a really cool reveal in the second episode when you find out like what the Lupin Rangers are actually fighting for. Mm-hmm. But they, they've, they've got this thing where they've basically all sworn an oath, and they. They all trust each other that, like, whatever it is they're fighting for, like, even if two of them die, the third one will get it done. Gotcha. And, like, it's a thing they talk about a lot. Cool. Um, and it just, it's, I, I don't want to keep rambling because I I didn't, like, take notes or anything. Like, I'm just kind of ranting at this point. But, like, it's okay. it fucking owns. All right. Lupin awesome. Ranger versus Pot Ranger is really good. And I, so I, I guess the real question is, like, Mike, I hear you say, listener, I don't know about necessarily watching Sentai. I've I've never done it before. I barely know anything about Power Rangers. And, I've hear, and if I hear someone say the words, torrenting the fan sub, I assume they're talking about witchcraft. Should I try this <laughs> show? Uh, yes, absolutely. You should go and watch it. Torrenting um, the fan sub was the uh, third movie in the Romancing the Stone and Jewel of Denial <laughs> trilogy. God damn it. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's uh, Lupin Ranger versus Pot Ranger. Two episodes in, at least. We'll see where things go, but so far, really, really good. Yeah, I will. Say, I will say that the I've only watched like three Sentai, but they I, all three of those start off really strong and then um, are varying degrees of like carrying that through. But but I'm sure. I mean. I'm sure it will be good. <laughs> it just, just it often does start off like really, really well. So, but hopefully it keeps up because that sounds awesome. I really want to check that out. I'm also staring at this fucking picture of the the Q Ranger, and I really want to go watch that because they like I, we talked about this when it came out. But the idea of like actually different looking suits for everybody instead of just the sixth person is yeah. like awesome. I oh, wanna actually, go check there is that one out. thing I should I should bring up before we move on. Okay. Um. The Zord fights, uh, the the giant robot fights. Actually, this is the thing: Sentai doesn't seem to have a unified term for the giant robots. They're just no, the they robots. Don't. Yeah. Um, but in any case, the the Zord fights, they're CG now. Like CG CG has been creeping into that stuff, but like at least two episodes in, we have not seen a suit version of the robots. And yeah. Now that said, it does lead for some really fast and dynamic, uh, fucking robot sequences like the the second episode uh after that initial fight that i was talking about we get a zord like chase sequence because the lupon rangers all have like 
all their robots are planes, and all the the Pot Rangers uh, like robots are like vehicles, like they're cars. Okay. Um, and you get this really really cool chase sequence through the city uh, to sort of cap off that bit. And again, I don't want to spoil it, uh, partly because I want people to see it for themselves, and partly because as this show has evidence trying to describe an action sequence uh, through audio right. alone, it kind of right. kind of sucks. But like, it's really great. But I do want to say that, like, yeah, we. We've officially hit the point where, like, we get to the robot fights, and the only thing that is not CGI is the monster, because they've already made that suit for the for the yeah. civilian level stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I, I I mean, like, so in in Dino Charge, they had it was like this weird thing where there's a su- there are suits, and the suits will move around, and then like they need to do like a triple quadruple backflip, and it just becomes CG and then the, the the Zord like flubbers around and then turns back into a suit. So it's interesting That's the that they finally... the worst possible way to do it, by the way, because there's zero visual continuity between it's those. So, it's really, really obvious, yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see. That, that's cool. I'll have to check it out. I'm excited to watch that. Um, do you got anything else you want to say about it real quick, or are we good? Nothing's immediately coming to mind. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's real good. Sorry I, t- I rambled for so long about it. No, but it's, it's okay. Go it's check real it out. great. It sounds it sounds cool. So we should just uh, make sorry talk. I rambled about it so long. Our new uh, sign off for the, the podcast. That is the name of the show. Yeah. Uh, so season three, episode fifteen, the potion notion. Uh, we open on the school, and this is a fun scene where so basically Bulk and Skull have tickets that they need to sell. My immediate thought seeing this is, are they even allowed to wear their cop uniforms to school? They've been doing it, yeah. They're still students at the school, right? Well, that's been unclear, because, (laughs) yes, well, no, okay, yes, they are, because they've been told, like, if you fail this class, then you're off the, the force. So, like, yes, they are still students, but they also haven't worn any clothes that aren't their uniforms, Except, like, once when Skull was dressed up as, like, an inspector instead of a cop. Like, since they became cops, basically. Because so, my experience with high school is, even if you have, like, a job after school, you have to change after school. You're not allowed to just wear other uniforms. I'm trying to... Th- I think the JROTC guys wore their, like, their uniforms on those days. But not every day, obviously. Like, it would be, like, whenever their practice was or class or whatever. I don't really know anything about JROTC. I just know that sometimes they would be in uniform, like, during class. But other than... It's not like band kids wore their marching man uniform to school or anything like that. And to be fair, there's a good reason for that. You don't want to spend more than a minute longer than you have to in one of those uniforms. Yeah, those things are fucking hot. Yeah, that's accurate. So, yeah, I I don't know. It's weird. Also... (laughs) So they have to sell tickets to the policeman's ball, which is fine, but they say that, like, do they say that Lieutenant Stone's going to beat them up? They say that if they up? don't sell enough, Lieutenant Stone is going to throw them in the brig. Yeah, like, what the fuck? What an abusive power. Isn't brig <laughs> like, specifically a term for a jail on a ship? Pretty no. sure. Oh, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Uh, but So I've actually been watching ahead a little bit, and, like, yeah... Like, Lieutenant Stone is just really, really shitty to these two, just straight he up. Sucks. Like, I mean, he he is a representative of our police force. Well, yeah. Well, keep in mind that like 
he remember the the uh the football episode like they did everything they were supposed to and then he yelled at them like anyway and and demoted them or or whatever it's stupid he's he's the problem is so the show has always taken like whenever Balk and Skull do something, it's like, haha, look how bad they are at it, even if that's like not really true. You know what I mean? Like even if they actually did okay, uh, everyone will laugh at them. The problem is that now you have one person who's their boss, basically, like telling them that they fucked up even when they didn't. So it's like a power dynamic thing. It's not their it's like fellow teenagers laughing at them. It's their boss being like, you fucked up when they didn't. So it's, like, even more frustrating, I guess. Angel like, Grove yeah. Junior Police Squad uh, training youth to kowtow to uh, authority right. through emotional exactly. abuse and public uh, harassment. Yeah, so he says that you're you're right, by the way. A brig is uh, is specifically a ship, so good job. Um, but, yes, they... they uh... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not true. It is any naval jail. So if it's on a Navy base, it can be a brig, even if it's on land. That's stupid, though. Okay, sure. That makes that makes it a lot make a lot more sense. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's dumb. Anyway, so he they're trying to sell them these tickets, and like, okay, Bulk says. Hey, you know, when's the last time you took Kimberly out for a, a like a an enchanting chanted evening, a romantic evening? Let me ask you guys a question. Have they ever gone on a date, do you think? Do you think that Tommy has ever to, taken Kimberly on a date? Yes, but in the like 50s teen sense of going to Ernie's Gym and Juice Bar and sharing a milkshake. But you don't think he's ever taken her to dinner in a movie? I cuz I well, don't no, think so. He he explicitly has on the show, I'm pretty sure. Has he? Because they, they kiss right before he takes them to the dance. Didn't they double date with Zach once? With Zach and, um, uh, what, Angela? Angela? Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. the very last episode of season one. Yeah, where okay. Zach had, okay. where uh, Angela was kind of being shitty to Zach. Yes, okay, you're right, they did. Okay, that's fair. But, because honestly, I have a really hard time imagining Tommy taking Kimberly. Oh, I can absolutely imagine it. It's the most awkward shit in the world. (laughs) I guarantee you, other students at school, if they find out Tommy's going to be taking Kimberly out to a restaurant or something, will arrange to be at that restaurant to watch the train wreck. I'll say this. We haven't dunked on Tommy much lately because, like, when he became the White Ranger, he became really boring. (laughs) Um, But. This is going to be a dunk on Tommy episode. Uh, and the first thing is the idea of him taking her out to dinner is hilarious. And I cannot imagine that that would go very well. So they do the hard sell. Uh, they're like, yeah, we'll get in trouble if you don't. And Kimberly wants to go because because uh, why wouldn't she? Yeah. And they, they, they do establish that like bulk's working hard on actually trying to sell these skulls just like yeah they're a lovely couple sure (laughs) oh yes because skull i think at this point how many times has kimberly turned evil and hit on skull it's like three or four right so yeah skull has to be like kimberly just must confuse the shit out of skull at this point skull (laughs) when he is like once he's graduated college and has like an actual insurance 
plan of some sort. He's going to start going to therapy and like realize, <laughs> oh man, this one really messed me up back in high There's school. There's this girl that just ran me hot and cold and like I didn't, I couldn't understand what I was feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing about Skull. And it gets really weird with Skull because like he, he's, Skull's a shitty person, straight up. He's a creep, you know, just, just full stop. But also, he, he like, just he just looked up some girls' skirts like two episodes. Ago. Yeah, like he. <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, from his perspective, like Kimberly really is just fucking with him. Like, yeah, like because she, she has... keeps randomly getting mind controlled and falling in love with him a little bit, and then running away as soon as whatever's happening wears off. And, and we did like not to go way back to like the punk episode, but. Not, like, gently flirting with him, either. Like, it was like, whoa, okay, this is a thing. Like, for real. Like, and she, when, when she goes for him, she goes for him harder than she has ever gone for anyone else at any other right. time. So, it's gotta be really confusing for Skull. Yeah, and he's a person who's easily confused to begin with. Right. So, so we have a heart wipe up to the moon, which is great. I love that. Um... Rita's mad that Zed never takes uh, her anywhere, uh, and Zed's like, well, I've got a surprise for you, because uh, I charged up Serpentera all the way, the thing that's the most important objective we have, other than just kill the Power Rangers, and we're gonna take our Death Star-level battleship and just go, like, on a honeymoon in it, and that's the best. I love that. But, like, it's a real yeah, good. I charged it up. It took forever. I could use it to, like, blow up Earth, but instead we're just going to go on a second honeymoon. And I So there, here's here's a thing that's uh, that we got to talk about. It's not going to happen until later, but I feel like we need to talk about it right now. Okay. So it's going to turn out that uh, Reed and Zed are going to have to turn around and come back because Serpentera is low on power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the only thing Serpentera is, ever is. Yeah. yeah. But th- they say that the reason that they're they're suddenly having less power than they thought they had is because Rito forgot to plug it in yesterday when I told him to. Yeah. So Serpentera takes a day to charge? <laughs> Only on. a day? I have a, I have a more pressing question. Plugged it into what? Like, is it literally just a regular ass outlet? Like, well, no, you need you need out. the it's standardized, but like there's a there's a whole like converter unit that you have to plug into the wall, and it's got like a it's got like a large like four prong uh, like, an electric, like an electric car. car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, I I mean, I I imagine like they don't have a whole lot else drawing power on the moon. They probably have like a you know thousand volt circuit that they're plugged into. Like the only thing other thing that uses electricity is uh, that big ball that like spins on top of the palace. <laughs> right, and the and the and the very slow ventilation fan behind Zed's throne. Right. So. It's it's weird that we don't ever see like that we don't go in there anymore. I mean, we definitely don't go upstairs to where the old set was, but we don't go like cuz especially since there have been scenes where he goes to the throne room. Like we've mentioned it before where he's just like I'm going to go over there and sit on my throne, but like it, we don't see it anymore. It's kind of weird. Anyway, I mean, so, he yes. has his throne in this room now. So. Yeah, he moved it. Maybe it can slide around. Maybe he's got multiple thrones. I don't know. Um, so 
So Goldar mentions like I can't believe there was a first honeymoon. You were there. We just talked about this like two episodes no, no, ago. It, you interrupted right, he know, their, he their honeymoon. He's still just sulking about the fact that it happened. Yeah, he's just pissed about it still. This is actually good writing because they are reestablishing in the in like the first moon scene here that Goldar is still upset and confused about you know what's going on with the marriage and. Like and, and I'm actually gonna compliment them on 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 actually doing setup here. I mean, I know that's bare minimum, but like, it's good that they do this because there's a chance that kids didn't see Forgot. the episode. Or, yeah, or, or didn't. Where, like see it. Rita gave Zed the love potion. They're reestablishing I, I here that, that like, would never get brought up again. I'll be yeah. honest, and it does. And I'm no, I actually I actually love how that whole plot plays out. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. So so uh, they they're gonna leave Rito in charge. For some reason. No, they're going to leave Goldar in charge. Rito wants to be left in charge. And they're like, hell oh, no. You're right. My bad. You're right. Um, Goldar, you're in charge. Yes. Make sure finish, Finster finishes the monster. Okay. So they're, he's working on a monster. Like, Zed's, which, Zed's entire response to Rito asking if he can be in charge is to stab him in the chest. Yeah. Yes. So he uh, goes. The, we cut down to the lab. Uh, Finster's lab. And. He he's t- start okay. I'm I watched this like twice. Why does he bring up a love potion? What he says like last time I equipped you with a love potion. Who is he talking to and what is he talking about? I I'm genuinely confused about this part. I, think I don't. That's, I under- think that's a component of this monster. Oh, like he gave this monster a love potion before? Okay, gotcha. Because we we've established that the monsters are like templates, basically. So. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, he's like, he's saying, yeah. So the last time I made you, I gave you a love potion, right? So Rito is like, what love potion? And then Finster is like, oh, like the one that I used that Rita used on Lord Zed. I mean, not that. Like, boy, Finster is bad at lying. So, well, so the problem <laughs> is, Finster is a horrible, incorrigible gossip, and he's got no one to <laughs> gossip with anymore. Yeah. Uh, can I say that I love Finster's hand motions, like the hand acting that's going on? Um, actually, honestly, all the monster suit acting in this is really good. Rito's especially, because what happens is um, Finster is like, I got to go. Uh, I got to go get something. But that that potion is behind lock and key and it'll, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. So nobody can get in there. And so he leaves and Rito is like. You got it, dude. Won't touch anything. Also, he says, "Dude," which like he's gone from a from like a military man to like a weird teen. Which I, I think don't he's understand. always been a weird military teen, honestly. Yeah, because um, he's been the little he's been Rita's little brother archetype for right. since his inception. His voice act, or his suit acting here is really great. He like. He like double finger guns at Finster when he's yeah, walking away. Yeah, he's like kicking away. his legs up too. And like he, it's crazy. And yeah, he's just really fun to watch. And then he like just yeah. punt. He, he like pretends to- the lock open basically. Yeah, like, but he, he, just- he like pretends to kick a field goal. Yeah, oh, that's what he's <laughs> yeah. doing. Yeah, and then hits the fucking lock and is like <laughs> under lock and key my ass. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so he grabs a love potion, which. He's like, which one's the love potion? Maybe it's the bright red one with a heart on it, which I love very much. Um, so he says he's going to take it out for a test drive, but he zaps the monster. Okay, you say zap, but it's very clearly a bubble blower. Yes. Now, there's a couple. There's This monster is like 
what it's going to do is like Cupid stuff. It's make it makes people fall in love with each other. It's design is a fire chief and its name is mischief, but they say it like mischief basically. What the hell is the fire design have to do with anything? <laughs> like it's the it's it, the monster footage they had to work with this week, and they yeah. they're just like, um, I don't know, love potion. I actually really like the design. Yeah, they 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 had already done a fire monster last season, and it's like we yeah. gotta we can't have Aisha pretend to be a fire marshal again. We got to come up with something else. I actually really like the design. It's got flames, but also it has like like a. Like a straight up fire helmet with like a um a firehouse number on it and everything. I really like it. And and then like two water cannons that come out of her chest. Well, out of her um, shoulders more. It's like shoulders, yeah. Sort of a blastoise situation. Right. But she says like, "Well, I'm yours to command because I'm in love with you now." And he's like, "Okay, that's fine." Um, didn't really think that through. I don't really have yeah. much for you to do. Um, no, he he doesn't because. Okay. There is some really fast and lazy hand waving that happens yeah, okay. because um, I I feel like since Mass Knight here, somebody needs to say it. Um, th- so the monster comes is just hanging around in the school and claims to be invis just to be invisible. <laughs> yeah, he, there is one. So Rito sends the monster down to Earth to make people fall in love with each other to fuck people around, and and he she sorry is in the school. And the first line that she says is, when I get to be invisible, I have so much fun. If you miss that line, the next two minutes are the craziest shit you've ever seen. Okay, (laughs) so (laughs) if they can just be invisible, why not go down to the school with a gun and and just shoot the Power Rangers when they can't see you? Yeah. So uh, evidently, evidently, invisibility is just like a low-level cantrip or something that they've just got because Finster does it later. Yeah, and and they've never done it before. Why don't they do that? <laughs> and also, we we can see them, which is great for like the visuals because it's very funny to see this monster just walking around like next to Miss Appleby and stuff. But like. That's so crazy that they just do that, and then also that they bothered. Like, why not just say if you're gonna do that, just don't have the monster on set. Like, just say have voiceover happening. See, because then you don't have to film the fucking monster. See, like, no, I, I agree with you that from a logical understanding, what's going on perspective, this is batshit crazy. But I fucking love oh, the it's actual great. visual no, it's of this really monster funny. running around in school and nobody noticing it. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. It's the best. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, so this monster is just standing. By- also, when I said if you missed that line, you would be confused. That's because I missed that line and I didn't know what the fuck was. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we we have a running theme of you missing the first line of dialogue in every scene. Well, in this case, I was kind of running late on time and I was cooking while I was watching. But but also they have a habit of having like. Eight word lines that if you miss them, nothing makes any sense because they explain away. I I fear that you spent too long playing Persona and you now need premises explained to you constantly and repeatedly in order for you to understand what's happening. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, fair enough. I I apparently I xed I 
just mashed X through the explanation. Like, you're just becoming Ryuji. <laughs> so, um, Kim is Man, talking... Can you imagine if Power Rangers was paced like fucking Persona? They would explain everything a million times? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I like Persona, but yes, it would be really frustrating. Um... So Kim is talking about we have to have we have to have Zed explain how the monster works, then Rita explains how the monster works, then Goldar explains how the monster works, then Finster explains In how the monster fairness, works. They used to and then do Zoran that. explains how the monster works, and then Alpha explains how the monster works, and the monster explains how the monster works, <laughs> and then Ninja explains how the monster works, and then Squad and Babu show up just to explain how the monster works again. <laughs> they they actually kind of used to do that though. They've sort of stopped, but it used to be more common that they would have Zed explain it and then later have uh, Zordon explain it. Honestly, if anything, they've gone the opposite direction now, and like the mo- the monster will just do stuff, and then like at the like end of the encounter, be like, "Oh yeah, I did this." I feel like there's way less Zordon in season three, which is good. I think that's positive, but he, I feel like he's been showing up a lot less. He's definitely um, showing up later. Yes. So Kim is talking about how she's going to put her hair up for the ball. She's very excited. Um, and she gets zapped or, or bubbled while she is looking at Skull. And also she says, I, 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 which is pretty funny. I like that, that I, they have that I line. really like the direction Kimberly takes this. Yes. So, so, so first of all, the love in this, the like love spell, um, usually when the Rangers are like, when there's some kind of mind control in this, um, they go like com- insane, basically. Like Rocky is so obsessed with that fucking pachinko machine, and they're so angry that they can't, you know, like think straight. Kimberly is in love, but she still fights later, and like can morph and go to school. It doesn't seem. It's like a very, very targeted, like, obsession of, like, she's totally fine until either Skull is nearby or somebody's talking about Skull or love. Right. Like, she doesn't. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, like, when, when the monster she... fight starts, she's just like, oh no, I've got to stop this monster before they hurt Skull. Yeah, but it's not. I don't think that she is so. Like, obviously they wouldn't show this, but I don't think it's to the level where she would, like, be stalking him or anything. It's just, like, she likes him now. That's, I mean, yeah. she loves she, him. She, she loves but, him aggressively still. Yes, but. yes. It's less like this person is fucking off the rocker now, which then it usually is when they do this type of thing, I think, which is interesting. There's a few things about this that don't work the way it normally does, and we'll get to it. Um, but... Th- so Kimberly goes over and is like, my god, Skull, has anyone ever told you you have beautiful eyes? He's like, well, no, not not recently. <laughs> so, yeah. so we actually get this really great thing. So Jason Narvi, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, usually doesn't get to do much because he's just sort of – He's this, the sidekick, yeah. Yeah, he's this, he's the snickering, sniveling, like sort of underling that, that Bulk has. And – this is kind of as close to a skull episode as we've gotten yet, really. Yeah. Um, and he does a real good job of portraying like, like into it, but also kind of scared and oppre- apprehensive at the same time. He drops that- his tickets, which is great. Like he's yeah. like yeah. so surprised. Yeah. yeah. Like this is like skulls often played as kind of a moron, but even he knows that this is too unusual and out of the ordinary to be trusted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he still he still starts going for it because like, like 
I guess in in on some level he still got the ego and starts to think that like you know hey like this was this was bound to happen eventually I right mean, when <laughs> you're when you're the uni- when the universe itself constantly kicks you when you're down like you just cling to any good moments you have even if you know they're probably not gonna last <laughs> but so one of the other things that's fun about this scene besides Jason Narvi's acting is the contrast between how Bulk is reacting, which is like complete shock, and how Tommy is reacting, which is mild bemusement. Like just like <laughs> like barely. Tommy fucking kind registering. of starts to try to push between Skull and Kimberly very briefly, but he's just got like this is the brilliant and majestic return of Sad Sack Tommy because like Skull's like uh, okay, like he's he's confused, but he's like kind of happy about it. Bulk's just confused, straight up. Yeah. And Tommy's just like, oh shucks. Yeah, he literally like his reaction to like Kimberly um just grabbing Skull by the uh She does that same thing shirt. that happened like two episodes ago where she like runs his her finger on his jawline and Tommy doesn't do fucking anything. Yeah, no, like, He's she just grabs like, there. She grabs Skull's shirt and like pulls him into giving her like a dip. Like if they were dancing, yeah. and Tommy's reaction is to step back and shove his hands in his pocket, kind of like, oh well, huh? Okay, I, uh, this is weird. Is is this where Skull barks at Kimberly and she barks back, or is that later? I think that's later. But also, okay. Uh, um, the but but yeah, like Tommy literally waits until Kim asks him out on a date before he says anything, which like. I'm not to I say can't that being, I, th- I thought we were we were going right. To also, the it's ball. pathetic, but not to say that like being a possessive boyfriend is a good thing to do. But it is also weird that Tommy just doesn't say anything. Right. There's, a, there's like, a wide there's a wide gulf between being possessive and like controlling <laughs> and just kind of standing by as somebody who you know and care about is acting incredibly out of character. Right. Like, right. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I feel like, I feel like the the boundaries for that particular paradigm shifts a bit when you're in a line of work wherein you and your compatriots are frequently mind controlled. Right. Yes, yeah. that's, Considering that's the fair. fact that Kimberly has kind of behaved like this before and has like definitively been under a spell at the time. But like when he when he uh when he tries to push in between, Skull just kind of shoves him out of the way, and it's pretty great. Um, so then we cut over uh to um Lieutenant Stone <laughs> looking for Balkan Skull in Miss Appleby's class. Hey, Miss Appleby, she's alive! Hooray! Oh, Miss Appleby has a hell of an episode this week too. We also haven't seen uh Mr. Kaplan in a while, who is in this episode too. So. Lieutenant Stone uh, is looking for Balkan Skull. He gets bubbled, uh, and he immediately starts hitting on uh, on Miss Appleby. And it is r- Miss Appleby is very good in this episode. <laughs> like uh, honestly, she does a really good job. We get to hear her say what is, according to Ranger Wiki, her patented catchphrase. Round of applause, everybody. Eric, give me a round of applause, please. Everyone, play the clip. Miss Appleby saying, I beg your pardon. Let's go. Did anyone ever tell you you had beautiful eyes? I beg your pardon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
apparently. So she asks him, uh, or he asks her to go to the, the ball, and we don't see the answer. We cut away before that happens. Um, then we cut back she's, to Balkan Skull. She's, her, re- her reaction is kind of that, um, I, I guess, stereotype of uh, like a proper woman being propositioned, protesting, right. but clearly protesting because she has to, and not necessarily right. because she objects. Then we cut back to Bulk and Skull. Uh, Bulk is kind of teasing Skull. And then the, the monster comes by. By the way, the monster is fun, like fun body acting also or suit acting also. She's like spinning around and doing like ballerina moves while she's it's, doing it's this. It's very like Sprite in a Shakespeare play. Yeah, it's it's goofy and fun. Um, it is it is very much ado about nothing. This episode. Yeah, yeah. Bulk gets hit and he sees Aisha and, so, like, uh, I, I know this wasn't going to happen, and I wouldn't trust the show to do good with it if it had, but Bulk was talking to Skull when he got hit, and I'm like, man, if I was writing this... <laughs> so, yeah, but then the spell wouldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do, I, There are two things I love about this bit with Bulk falling in love with Aisha. Uh, one is the fact that Aisha, seeing this happen... Puts two and two together with what happened in the classroom earlier and the way Kimberly is behaving and just goes, guys, something is wrong. We need to go talk to Zordon. This is fucking bizarre. And two, Bulk does the whole, like, come with me to the Casbah thing and then admits, like, I don't actually know what or where the Casbah is, but we'll find (laughs) it. That's a good joke. That's a good joke. I like that. All I know is we're going to rock it. Yeah, so he's like, come with me to the Casbah. I do not know where that is. Adam has a good, just like, what the fuck is going on face. Uh, and to Aisha's credit, she is just not having any of this. Um, we cut up to the moon. I, I do I do really appreciate. I do at least really appreciate that her her reaction to this is not to be terrified or grossed out or even react positively to it. She's just like, okay. This is not something Bulk would normally do. There's been a pattern of this. Like, the Moon Crew are up to something. Yeah, they figure like, it out pretty quickly, for sure. Like, we've, yeah. we've mentioned before that, like, we actually really appreciate it when the Rangers, like, put two and two together real fast. And Aisha is just like, got it. There's some fucked up. Let's go. Yeah. Cut to the moon. Goldar is like, I want to be the best special boy to Zed. No, 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 We got to do this verbatim because the wording is... That is not the line he says. In fact, Eric, I know... Can you just play the line? Because, wow. I'll show Lord Zed it is I who should be with him as we conquer the universe, beginning with the Power Rangers. yes. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yes, he, uh, apparently Goldar would like to be in a relationship with Zed based on his yeah. specific <laughs> phrasing, which it I did not- It should be me writing yeah. with Lord Zed as we conquer the universe together. It, yeah, I did not notice <laughs> that. Um, that's pretty great. Uh, he decides, like, I'm gonna show him that I'm the best by killing the rangers, I guess. We cut down to the, uh, the park, all the rangers are together- and they're all kind of like, well, some people. I, I, are- do, I do want to say before we get to the park, um, there is one other thing uh, with this moon scene. Uh, so, in addition to complaining about Rita, uh, Golder's also complaining about uh, Rito. Yes. And Squad and Babu actually stand up for Rito. They're like, we, we, you know, they're like, we like him actually, which I think is kind of cool. 
Yeah, Squat no, and yeah, Babu like have that, a buddy now. Squat and Babu are always the like they're everyone's like whipping boys on the moon. Well, Rito and- is it like Goldar is funny because he's a weird contradiction because he's like a dumbass who has this super severe look and and voice, but. Rito's pretty goofy. Like, well, he's just so, kind of a weirdo. Right, and that's why we like him. But, like, from Squat and Babu's perspective, like, Rito's actually probably fun to hang out with compared to right. everyone else. That's what I mean. He's a better match for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would wager that, like, when, like, there's no monster plan going on, the three of them are probably just hanging out. Like, maybe they're playing, like, a board game or something. Oh, they are absolutely smoking pot in the basement and doing, like, talking head things, like, on that 70s show. <laughs> yeah. So, um, God, and I bet Finster joins in, too. Like, I, yeah. I kind of want oh, that no, Finster, scene. Finster's the Finster's their source. Finster's Leo. I would love... I would love a scene with all the monsters where they're all smoking pot and they do that thing from that 70s show where they, like, really close up in on all the creepy yeah, the monster cam- faces. The cam- yeah, the camera on yeah. the table set up. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, want, I want them to do that for several episodes and then do the equivalent of that episode of that 70s show <laughs> where the adults, like, the parents accidentally eat the pot brownies and they do it with <laughs> yes, them the Rangers. Yeah, I want to see Zed and Rita yeah. accidentally high. <laughs> so... We cut down to the park, and I like this because they're all like, so some people are acting weird, and Kimberly's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's great. And I was right, just while like- Right, she's doing that like weird sweepy leg walk and like yeah. playing with her hair. and I love the- this is very small, but like they all go to- morphing state like teleport stance all at once where it's like kind of that military-ish thing where they like fall in you know what i'm talking about before they teleport and she doesn't she's just kind of like uh like casually walking to her spot basically and it's just it's nice i like it also i like that they're not (laughs) i like that they're like basically telling her you're acting weird but without saying it, it's just a, it's a fun little character bit that I like a lot. Um, then Goldar shows up with, uh, um, with Tengas. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, Goldar. Uh, and everyone morphs, including Kimberly, who says, I have to protect Skull before she, before she does it, which is great. Um, is this, is this the first time we've seen Goldar fight alongside the Tengas instead of Rito? Think so. Yeah, Galder hasn't done as much fighting lately, I, I think. Uh, I think you might be right. This is a fun uh, fun fight. Um, there's some some cool choreography where, like, Kimberly's on a bridge and she uses the bridge, like, the railing to, to fight one. Yeah, like, she, like, links her foot in between, the, in between the rails for, like, leverage and then, like, uh, kicks a... Takes a tango over over the edge as it's coming at her. And- yeah, there's some good like footwork and stuff in this scene. Yeah. Which we actually is see nice. uh, Tommy and Rocky flip over Goldar's yeah, yeah. wings. I was going to say they they um they come up with the perfect maneuver to defeat Goldar, which is they get on either side of him so that he doesn't know which one to face. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty goofy. Uh, they kick him down. So then we go to Serpentera. Like, I love it because they they do a dumb like flip like Tommy does that like flip off of Rocky thing or whatever to flip over Goldar. Goldar turns around to look at him and there's this close up of his face like looking kind of back and forth like oh god what do I do now? Yeah, yeah. So there's this 
there's this weird thing that Adam and Aisha do where like Adam swings Aisha around so that she like kicks things. It's 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 like if you ever see like swing dancing and like the dude's just flinging yes. the lady everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Oh, also once Goldar turns around to look at Tommy, like Rocky actually gets to like be effective because he's just like watch this and then kicks Goldar in the back. Yeah. Like it's so, it's a straight up like it's a straight up like bullies tactic almost like they just kick him over and like he face plans and he's just like oh you'll pay for that like, yeah, it's so pathetic it's so we um we cut to it's, it's weird to think about that like I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt again God but, damn it <laughs> it's um, fine it's weird to think about like you bring up that we have this new stunt coordinator and like the fight scenes have generally gotten better but at the same time like every single member of the moon crew is a joke now. Like, like, Golar's oh, yeah. not a threat in a fight. He hasn't been in a very long time. Rito kind of was for a bit there, but like, no, he's not either anymore. The Tangas well, aren't a threat anymore. Well, like, in fairness, the best part about the show now, at, at least to me, is that the Moon Crew doesn't seem to give a shit about anything. <laughs> like, I feel like their level of caring has gone way down. <laughs> so, yeah, like that kind of fits with yeah. that. But it's um, it's it's like Golder finally shows up to fight again. He hasn't fought in a long time, and immediately we're reminded of, oh yeah, that's why Goldar doesn't fight his, anymore. Because Billy beat him unmorphed one on one. Like that. Yeah. Like it's not that a problem was that was anymore. a hang up your wings and give up moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the, the I mean we already talked about this. There's a scene in uh, Serpentera where they figure out that Rito fucked everything up and they don't have power. So they got to turn so around and go the back. The camera work in Serpentera is great because it, it opens, like it cuts to a like really, really like tilted angle. And then the camera slowly rotates into a uh, like flat position or whatever. Yeah, they're throwing Dutch angles at it to to like reinforce that this is an evil thing. Yeah. Also, it's just Zed and Rita chatting and being like, <laughs> "Oh, I love you." Yeah, it's adorable. So I actually do love uh, again, kind of another throwback to fucking nineteen fifties slang. Uh, Zed like Zed's uh, notices that they're running out of power and says as much. And Rita assumes that it's like the 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 fucking old school line about like, "Oh, baby, we're low on gas. We better pull over." It's just like, oh, I haven't heard that one in three thousand years, and it's, it's yeah, like, no, really, we're out of fuel. No, like we're f- this is bad. Like also, I, we like can do yeah, it later. you haven't because you were in a space dumpster for ten thousand years and have had very little <laughs> dating time since you got out. <laughs> so the the we we cut then to Rito, who I didn't know that they had a phone on the moon, and that's important because I want to know who they've been calling. But it look it's basically just a microphone, but apparently it's a phone. Yeah. And it's it's specifically for calling between base and Serpentera, apparently. Right. And he picks it up and he's like messing with it, essentially. It's like Rito Revolto residence, talk to me, baby. Yeah, and uh he gets and Zed screams at him and he's like, put Goldar on the line, motherfucker. And he's like, Goldar's not here, I can help, I wanna be in charge. And Zed's like, oh, right, like, you were in charge of plugging the goddamn robot in, you asshole. <laughs> like, just, uh, yeah, and he he realizes he fucks up and, like, hits himself in the head with the, I really can't overstate how good the suit acting is on Rito specifically. Yeah, like, like he tries to wander good. off with the mic and gets caught because the cable isn't very long. Yeah, it's great. Um, that is something they do a lot more with, and, and 
it is a knock-on effect of the fact that they actually have to film every uh, Moon Crew like remember, shot instead of reusing footage. Remember but, like, how there was get- like three minutes of Zed footage in season two? Like that's crazy. Yeah. Now they do all this stuff for each episode. Like yeah, but I was gonna say like it, in the Moon Crew scenes and even even to some extent in all the Ranger scenes as well. We get a lot of just fun little stage business that they just yeah. didn't bother with before. Yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, he's like, what did they ask him to do? I don't remember. Well, he just says Goldar's not yeah, here. Yeah, basically. go get, yeah, get Goldar and get this. Yeah. Get, we're coming back. Be prepared for the monster or whatever. Right. Uh, so that cues Goldar to just leave in the middle of the fight, basically. They all teleport to the command center. Um, and ironically, for uh, once, a uh, mook fight doesn't signify that they were like stalling for something. Like this was right. just this was just Goldar fucking with them, I guess. Yeah. Um. Uh. They're like something's wrong with Kimberly. So Z- uh, Zordon says to run a scan for abnormal bio waves. Uh. And fi- they figure out she's under a spell. Um. While she's saying, like, by the way, she's saying, like, Kimberly Ann Skulovich while she's, like, making a heart with her fingers, and it's really cute. No, and then she, then she, then she tries out uh, Kimberly Hart Skulovich, which yes, I really like, because yeah. it's like, okay, even when she's infatuated, she's still thinking about, you know, kind of keeping her own identity. <laughs> so, uh, they figure out she's under a love potion spell, uh, and, and, uh, Aisha has a good moment where she's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, like, just like, I was really worried. This was not magic, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's actually a great moment where, like, Kim, like, grabs Aisha's shoulders and, like, whispers, like, a secret in her ear. Yeah, and Aisha's and just like, okay, is, Kim. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and, and she, Aisha makes this, like, ugh face. Um, but she's like, yeah, we got to fix Aisha's like, I'm all for love, but this is out of hand. So they explain uh, Miss Chief that she's got a um, super-powered uh, love potion. Okay. Which they specifically describe as it undermines the individual's common sense, can, is what they say about it. Can we talk but- about the image in the viewing globe that we're seeing? Because it's Miss Chief wandering around this empty field of, like, prairie grass. What are all those people yeah, doing she there? Yeah, she sprays a bunch of people, and they start, like making out or whatever and it's like why are all these people in this fucking field i think she wandered onto an orgy in the middle of the woods and just was like well i mean i'm here so i might as well just yeah like at this point that was, those bubbles weren't to like make anyone infatuate with anyone she's just adding some ambiance yeah <laughs> so there is a one of my favorite ever zordon lines where they're like well zordon can you help kimberly and he says I am. What does he say exactly? He says I am Hold hesitant to uh, tamper with. I'm the hesitant balance. to tamper with the delicate balance of human emotions. Which I, which if you want to run through the Zordon translate filter, is I am not fucking touching that with a ten foot pole, you guys. Absolutely not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, and I really like that. And uh, Tommy's like, but we just need Kimberly back like she was. You know Zordon learned that lesson the hard way, right? Yeah, yes, totally. Um, so they they said, like, maybe it'll just wear off, maybe, so, but we don't like, know. I, lo- I love Tommy. Tommy is just like, so what he says is we need Kimberly back to her old self. But right. what he's really saying is I want Kimberly to love me again. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so we get a scene with uh, uh, Rito and Goldar, and Rito confesses that he sent the monster down already. And Goldar's like, why did you do that? And he's like, I thought it'd be fun. And I sent it with the love potion, which like, what was it going to do if it did? What does it have fire powers? It's just not using because he gave it a love potion. Yeah, like, we 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 see her like throwing a disc fire saw thing later. Okay, yeah. So but yeah, no, must- but yeah. This exchange is great because like he's like, "What the hell were you even? What were you doing?" And he's like, "I don't know. I thought it'd be fun to send it out with a love potion." Goldar's like, yeah. "What <laughs> potion? What love potion?" So this is where Goldar finds out that uh, that. Zed has been love potioned. Well, yeah, because because Rito just stupidly repeats what uh, Finster told him, which is the one Rita didn't use on Ed. And Goldar, being less less stupid than Rito, realizes, oh, he totally did that. Yes. So uh, Goldar demands that uh, Finster make an antidote. Yeah, he Basically. just literally yells, um, Finster, and Finster comes wildly around the corner yeah, where he has yeah. been eavesdropping on this whole thing, apparently. Yeah, and he makes them make he makes him make an antidote, and Finster's like, oh, party's over. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if Finster knew that uh, all this was happening either. He made the love potion. Yeah, but he didn't send, he didn't give it, like, to the monster. Oh, 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 I thought you meant about Rita. No, Rita no, I mean, Zed. I mean, the the stuff on earth i also i thought goldar knew i thought he did nope. but i guess not okay no enough. he had no idea about any of this no he was okay. he was certain that rita was up to something but he couldn't he, he had no idea what specifically okay. was going on so yeah so he has now figured it out um <laughs> kaplan mr kaplan gets hit by the love potion over miss appleby now and he yep, and once again we get to hear her say her catchphrase. Another round well, of applause. So- Eric, play it. I beg your pardon. Be be mine. I beg your pardon. <laughs> so Kaplan act- b- grievously oversteps the bounds of principal teacher like interactions by kissing her hand. Yeah. And he says, she she says, has everyone in this school gone mad? And it's really great. I really like this scene. It's really goofy. Um, I do wish we'd gotten more stuff with Mr. Kaplan and and Miss Appleby throughout the course of the show. Because, like, yeah, 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 Kaplan Um, Kaplan really hams hams this up. Yes. so there's like the 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 apple bee, be the the apple bee mine, the apple bee of my eye. Like yes. he makes a couple bad puns on her name, and it's yeah. fucking great. Which is you know the truest expression of love. Goldar tells Finster to go to Earth and test it on the the humans to make sure it's safe to use on Zed, which is uh, responsible, but you know. But also, what it means is that, like they like they'll say afterward, Finster. Goes and cures all the humans. Yeah, not just one. He doesn't well, just Finster, test it for Finster one. Finster takes the pragmatic approach of, okay, this shouldn't have happened. This has gotten out of hand. I'm yeah. just going to fix this. And to be clear, with they, they were like, hey, Zordon, how do we fix that? And this. And his solution was, uh, maybe it'll wear off. And yeah. and Finster fixes the problem for them. Like, he, he does it. <laughs> like, let's stop and think about this for a second. 
by total accident, between Finster just having this potion lying around, an unrelated monster that he was working on that Zed asked him to, asked him to make, and then this dumb bullshit stunt that Rito pulled, they sowed chaos within Angel Grove that Zordon did not know how to fix and was unwilling to even try. Yeah. And it gets completely undone because Finster's just like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll just, I'll just clean up this mess. Finster is literally the only responsible adult on this fucking show, <laughs> right? So yeah, this is this is not the first time that the the Moon Crew's plan has been undermined by something the Moon Crew has done, but I think this might be the first time a problem was solved without the Rangers doing literally anything, right? So Finster goes down and sends and says, "Your wings are being clipped," and sends uh. Mischief back to the palace, and let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Ribbon. Hi, I'm Kendall Hallman. You may remember me from such podcasts as Let's Place, Let's Place, and that episode of Teenagers with Attitude that Matt didn't like. Did you also know that I'm on a podcast called War and Beast? I'll let our host Greg describe the show. Welcome to War and Beast, the podcast that doesn't spoil the entire series in its commentary track. Sometimes just wonders what the hell the animators were thinking when they were making character designs. <laughs> it's the podcast that when it's not in whiny emo teen mode, it's in survivor guilt mode. Okay, maybe Greg needs to work on his elevator pitch. Along with our friends Emily and Jordan, we've deconstructed every episode of the classic 1990s Transformers cartoon Beast Wars and are working on the sequel series, Beast Machines. Catch us every Monday on AudioEntropy.com, iTunes, or the podcatcher of your choice. Welcome back. Well, we found an Emily while we were gone. Not just Anne, Anne Emily, it's the Emily we know. What are the yeah, odds? The specific one. Yeah, I don't know. I was just like walking around in his days. I don't really remember what I was doing. And I just, you know, I, I I ended up finding you all on the internet. And I don't. I guess I'm on a podcast now. I don't know. It's fine. I'm just, I, I'm a little groggy. I don't I feel like I've been out of it for a few hours here. Do you know what I was doing, Michael? Uh, no. Oh, weird. <laughs> 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 Some excellent yes ending. I, <laughs> uh, okay. I think I've said, so it, think I've said it before, but like teeners with attitudes approach to improv is less yes and and more no but. No but, yeah. <laughs> and occasionally fuck you. <laughs> I, I will say that there was this like weird guy in like kind of like punk clothes. He was acting like he knew me, and I didn't know who the hell he was, and I got out of there. But that was... It's that weird was that you, yeah. you seem to be wearing a jacket with skulls on the back of it for some whoa, reason. I, whoa, you're right. Where did, how did it get this? I mean, <laughs> I mean, cool. I got a leather jacket that fits. I'm not going to get rid of this, but like... <laughs> so here's the pressing question, babe. Uh, have you watched the episode we're talking about? What episode? What, yeah. What, which, which podcast is this again? I'm still out of it. Uh, it's Digital Moncast, don't worry. No, it's oh, not. I Shut love up. Digital Moncast. I love Digital Don't lie. It's the best. This is, this yeah, is you, you slipped into an alternate dimension where that podcast actually has episodes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Teenagers with Attitude, and oh, we are okay. watching a 
the potion notion. You know, like, I, I will say that I, I did start watching that, and I got to a part where um, Kimberly gets hit with the love potion and starts going after Skull, and it, it, her hitting on him made me so uncomfortable that I couldn't <laughs> keep watching. Oh, so you were Tommy. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And then and then I was and then I was like, I don't know, it just seemed like so it just I got secondhand embarrassed or something. And then I was gonna go back to watch the episode, but then everything just is just black from there. <laughs> I just what oh my god, it's five fifty P uh, I've been <laughs> I don't know what happened the last seven hours. So one of the things about that uh uh is that the <laughs> She is not. She has hit on him a bunch of times. This is not the first. I mean, one. We, yeah, we don't have to relitigate. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't have to redo into it. it. But yes, we've talked about that. So yeah, I don't know. And I watched the other ones, but it didn't really bother me as much. I don't know what it was, but it just, I just, it, again, it was more secondhand embarrassment, I think, than anything, because like Tommy was right there, and she yeah. just said he was going to go on a, to a dance with her, and then suddenly she's like hitting on Skull so hard, and it's like <laughs> the that's, worst. That's the thing. <laughs> it's every time she gets like mind controlled she just goes so hard for him like yeah yeah. so so we don't have to redo that but basically what happened is uh goldar found out that um rita had been had love potioned zed so he made finster make a um make an antidote and now finster is going to test that antidote on all of the humans that they've already infected thus completely rendering their own plot pointless which well, is great. Okay, here's but... the thing. It wasn't a plot. At no right, point was what true. happened here a plot. It was more just Rito goofing around. So Rito did it for shits and giggles. What's great is the first thing that happens is when Finster like tells uh Miss Chief that she's gotta bounce and he's gonna start cleaning things up, the first thing Finster goes to clean up is we see Lieutenant Stone and Mr. Kaplan fighting over Miss Appleby. And these two dudes are about to tear each other's throats out. Miss Appleby is thrilled. Yeah, she is delighted Ms. by Appleby's this. Miss Appleby's face is adorable. Also, I need to watch this episode at some point before next time. We have to ad- address again that Finster is quote unquote invisible because they just say he is, but he's just, there's a Finster standing next to. All the adult characters yeah, in yeah, the show. No, we've we've talked before about how hard it is to fully convey the visuals of this show in an audio medium. I do but, remember that the love monster was invisible, but I didn't know yes. that that happened. Yes. Yeah, so I, you folks, just please find this episode because the image of Miss Appleby standing in the background, clutching her hands and looking back and forth between <laughs> Lieutenant Stone and Mister Kaplan, who well, are just, about to go to just blows. chills in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a special request for the the picture for the episode for this okay. week, and I want it to be ten minutes and fifty four seconds on the Netflix. Okay, because yeah. it's Mister Kaplan looking all hoity toity, uh, Miss Appleby with her 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 hands pressed together and smiling at Lieutenant Stone. Lieutenant Stone angrily like leaning forward and sticking his thumb out, and then Finster just kind of like <laughs> sizing them up, and it is a it's it's fucking like you you know that that, that like. Folks are like one perfect shot. Like they 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 yes, take the most iconic great. picture it's from a given great. film, and it's like, man, now this this is what cinematography is about, baby. Like this, I think this is the one perfect shot of Power Rangers is right here. I want this image to supplant that 
uh, meme of the guy with his girlfriend looking over his shoulder at another girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so he he cures them, uh, and they all they make up, and then like. The way this resolves is bizarre because they immediately, like, they shake hands and introduce themselves. Like, we're going to be buddies now. Yeah. Also, uh, I love that Finster's little, like, jaunty walk as he walks off to go to the next, uh... To the next couple, basically. He's, he did good. He's very proud of himself. Yeah. He sprays uh, bulk and he, like, stops harassing Aisha, which is... Oh, that like, happened too? Well, so that's the thing is, like, Aisha knows what's happening. So it's a weird situation for her because she can't just kick the shit out of him. Like, she knows he's under a spell and it's not his fault, but obviously it's still very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's less predatory <laughs> and more just super awkward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's basically, and this is something we talked about uh, earlier, uh, Emily, is that the what's cool about this episode is that Aisha is the one that kind of puts two and two together that something is up. Let's be honest, she puts one and one together. It was not yeah. hard to connect those dots. Well, yeah, but she's like... She sees what's happening with Kimberly. She sees what happened with uh, Lieutenant Stone in the classroom. And she sees, you know, Bulk all of a sudden express some very extreme interest in her. And she's like, okay, yeah, we need to call Zordon. Something's up. This is fucked. Okay, so if I was going to yeah. try and catch up to you guys, oh, God, I'm just seeing the thumb of, like, Miss Appleby looking like, oh, my God, with Finster there. It's really cute. Um, what what timestamp sure should I go to? We are at 1130, basically. Okay. Yeah, well, we're... Uh, I'm at 11.38, which is where Finster finally breaks the spell on Kimberly. Right. And the last thing Kimberly does is, like, kind of teasingly grabs Skull's nose. Okay, like a no, we can't, skip, we can't skip past 11.30 because it's where Kimberly is saying, Oh, Skull, how could I have ever gone out with that loser Tommy? Yeah, I got yeah, that. I which saw is that. great. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad for Skull here because he's, like, so happy. Yeah. He looks yeah. so happy. Skull's pose is the most relaxed he's ever been on the show. <laughs> like, like, he's well, so he, well, chill. Here's, and here's the thing. Like, the the real tragedy here is, like, the default mode Kimberly goes to when she gets mind-controlled like this is the perfect match for Skull. Like, this version of Kimberly would be so good for Skull. Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. it's not a real person. <laughs> right? So, no, no, I know. I'm like, just saying, yeah. like, it's 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 why Skull is the universe's like whipping boy. I was gonna yeah. say, if you buy into the theory yeah. that they get married, because like well, eventually, like well, we'll Skull as a kid, um, maybe she does eventually become that Kimberly for There's him. Some Who knows? Stuff right? about that later. So uh, <laughs> he he, he then he calls her his lamb chop, and yes. but after the spell's broken, and she's like, "Oh, I gotta go over there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she's like, it, "Uh." She, st she starts walking away, and Skull is if recognizing the pattern of fucking Kimberly. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know that this what this is, but he has seen a mind control spell break on her and her walk away from him a number of times now. He just now. goes, I'll miss you. <laughs> yeah, I think he knows what this looks like now. I think he's at least pieced together that, like, whatever the fuck occasionally makes Kimberly do this, he's figured out what it looks like and, when it stops. And he's and just he like, oh, it just damn it, it happened again. So... Kimberly walks over to Tommy and spins him around. He's like, oh, my God, what was I doing? Why was I over there? And he's like, oh, you're, you, it, don't worry about it. But it, the spell got broken. You're OK now. Uh, uh, and like and it does like a pixel wipe away, which is weird. Right. Which is it's, weird. It's just Early monster. 
one they've used before? Or no, it's a new monster. No, it's weird. Exactly. It's a monster they want. They were going to use for something else, and Rito just kind of took it for a joyride. I, like I was, it's a I fire was... monster that they gave a love potion for no oh, reason. Basically. Okay, because I was going to say he looks like a fireman, and I yeah. remember there was a fireman monster with I with an Aisha episode, and I'm like, yep, yeah, it's a different yeah, monster. Okay. This is I'm pretty sure this is from. Uh, it's a Kaku Ranger one, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but so um. So they teleport up to uh, up to the moon, and um, Finster's like, it works! And Goldar's like, good, Mischief spray Zed as soon as Finster, he comes in. Finster oh makes God. a little joke that he's very proud of himself for. He's yeah. like, he worked like a charm, so to speak. His yeah. name is yeah. Mischief. Mischief, yeah. yeah. Mischief. It's a lady. It's yeah, actually a lady her. monster. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> Finster actually specifies that he, he cured all the humans. Yes, great, good. Like, it's just, we totally, like, that plot point's done, so. Now, this is my favorite part of the episode, because Riddick walks in, and Mischief was not paying attention to the instructions carefully. Well, no. Oh no, 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 no. no! It's not. It's not. It's not that. It is um the fact that like Rito very probably says she only listens to me, and Glow is like, okay, oh, then you give her the instructions, right. and then Rito... he whispers to her, and I yeah, guarantee Rito, Rito, Rito deliberately fucks with Goldar here. Yeah, yeah. I love this. I'm watching Cause... it happen, and, sh- and so like... so Goldar yelled at Rito to tell Mischief to spray. Uh, Ed, uh, wow, spray Zed with the antidote when wow, he comes Michael, in. Wow, but, uh, <laughs> but Rita comes in first, and then Rito evidently told Mischief to use just the potion. <laughs> yeah. And so, for no. a brief shining moment, probably the most scary thing Goldar has ever experienced in his life, <laughs> yeah. Rita yeah. is suddenly in love with Goldar. And talking and about <laughs> how he has these beautiful, horrible red eyes. Goldar, yes. like, she raises calls, his she hand. Gives him a, she gives him Gold the ducks. nickname Gold Ducks. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then he raises his hands in the air and runs away screaming, and it's amazing. He runs, he runs away like fucking uh, Johnny Depp. What's uh, Captain Sparrow? Like, he does that run away, basically. Yeah, totally. And, 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 like, and it's she, great, because, like, like, Rita, like, pins Goldar on the throne and starts pinching his cheeks and he just he it's like out of a horror movie he's just screaming Finster the antidote the antidote right but all that's happening is she's like playing with his dreadlocks or, or whatever those things are and I don't think they're dreadlocks because there's definitely a claw in the end of them yeah I just don't know what they are I don't really know what to say well they're they're, them, they're but... dreaded locks is yes. the thing uh-huh boy that was Okay, like so I, yeah, I like how Zed so, shows so, up and he's like, "Good work, well, Goldar." I, well, I like, I like that. Literally, nobody's doing anything about this. It cuts to Finster, uh, Rito, and the monster, and they're all just standing there laughing. It is adorable, <laughs> a, and also I love how just Goldar hates Rita so fucking much, <laughs> and, and this is really, really cute. And then uh, I've been reading the Pirates fu- comics lately, and like Goldar is like my queen, and I'm like, this is so not Goldar I know now. <laughs> Goldar, Goldar is very like Klingon in the comics, like he's very like warrior race so kind they, of thing. They kind of did that with him in the early parts of Mighty Morphin. Right. He was pretty, right. he was pretty taking the whole general of Rita's army thing pretty seriously for a bit. Well, everything in the comics is is much more serious. Like, it's more serious than early Power Rangers. It's way more serious than this. Yeah, Because at yeah, this point, yeah. the whole show is just is just being goofy. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Uh, so, like, he gets, she gets sprayed finally, and Zed walks in, like, yeah, as it's Z- being broken, yeah, and Zed is like, what the fuck is she doing? After all the nonsense has happened, it's like, oh, hey, good, everything's, everything's ready to go. He just missed himself being cocked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so... Um, oh, I'm so glad you joined us for this, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, none so, of you would have uh, said that? He's no, probably not that specific <laughs> no. phrasing, but so he's like, Oh boy, uh, finally my monster's ready. Um, he teleports, like, I'm so sick of this horse shit. Yeah, yeah. Zed with the antidote fits her, guys. I'm, I'm sorry, but I just realized that Tommy got cocked and it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, we, we, he, he zaps the monster, um. And Zordon contacts the Rangers yeah, to well, tell them. Oh, hold on, so, hold on. I feel like we skipped something. What did we skip? What did I skip? Well, Zed gets zapped with the antidote. No. Yeah. Not yet. Does no, no, he doesn't. Yet. That's later. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, Zed, yeah, so Zed zapped the monster, and Rito was, like, standing in front of it and had to duck to not get zapped. And then he's like, whew, that was close. But I feel like he was actually talking about the whole, like, horse shit that the whole just situation. happened. Yeah, that yeah. Zed knows nothing about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Zed's just like, go fight the power and use the monster. You ain't a monster. Like, Good Rito job. just, without actually trying to, manage to, like, trash the palace with a party while mom and dad were out. And he just managed to, like, sweep all of the garbage under the rug before they got in. Actually, yeah, yeah you're right. That's a very good point that didn't hit me before. Like, all of the all of these shenanigans, like, Rita and Zed never find out about any of this. No, it's the it's their version of like a house party uh movie where they like fig- they they all right yeah the analogy I literally just made right well you know I wasn't paying attention when you were talking so <laughs> sorry so at this point um <laughs> sorry Joel <laughs> they they uh, Zordon is like oh uh, Miss Chief is down in the park and go, you got to go fight her so they all teleport. Speaking of mischief again, I, I kind of like I, I again like most of the monsters in this are coded male, so I I just saw the picture and assumed, but it is actually really yeah, cool yeah. that like it's a coded it's it's a female monster, but the they're just a monster. They're not like super sexy or anything. I yeah, like that. It's something I thought about while I was watching this. I, I didn't really know how to bring it up, but yes, usually the the female monsters are like. Very, very clearly, like, like Madame Woe like or, yeah. or uh, the, like, lipstick one, lip sinker, maybe. Well, or, one, of the, or, one of the ones that are in Kaku Ranger, but not this, there's, like, a, uh, God, Bakaneko. I, I forget exactly what the, the monster's name is, but it's, like, this white tiger uh, lady, and she, they give her, like, nipples. So, yeah, they code oh, them boy. very female. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay hold, on, hold on, I gotta ask, how many? Oh, just the two. Oh, oh. god, <laughs> inaccurate. But Miss Cassie Chief Cassie is... drew her. Actually, you should check out her um her, oh, nice. uh, her Twitter if you want to see a good drawing of that monster. Yeah, there you go. That definitely exists. Yeah. I uh, mm-hmm. I went to to Ranger Wiki to try and learn more about the the Cocker Ranger version of this, and I guess with Cocker Ranger they just don't go super in depth like they did with with Die Ranger and 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 Zhu Ranger because like I keep getting like these single sentence synopses and no further Ra- details Ranger it's frustrating. does not have as much information about Cocker Ranger for whatever reason I, so, I, yeah. I, I have yeah. to assume that with this monster they came up with the pun name first yeah, and, and, then, had a back, and, and then backfilled the yeah. personality for yeah, it yeah mostly I wanted to find out if the original version of this monster was a lady or not and I don't know 
Yeah. All, all it really says is that the original version of this plot had something to do with fireworks. Okay, sure. Like, this was originally a fireworks monster. Okay, I, I do want to point out, Zach mentioned earlier that it's got, like, a firehouse number on the helmet. It also says Mad Fire. It does say Mad Fire. Mad Fire 87. Uh, so- Man, if that was... Oh, God. If that was just one year later, I, I could just claim that as my <laughs> nickname. Uh, so, I'm born in 87. I could use it. So, at, at this point, no. um, they fight for a little while. It's a pretty good fight. She has this, like, wheel... It's like a, it's like Xena's chakra, chak, not chakra. What is the, what are they called? Chakrams. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's, it's more like just a saw blade. Like she just throws. Well, but it. it's that's how she uses it. She like throws yeah. it and it starts to come back. Uh, and uh, and then I think um, Tommy like knocks it out of the air. Hey guys, remember when Saba was sentient? <laughs> yeah, yes, it was so shocking last time it talked that, that like I literally almost jumped out of my seat. <laughs> it was only a couple episodes ago because there was a really funny like l- like they got zapped and then someone was like, I'm also okay. And we were like, no <laughs> oh, one right, cares. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um they the the monster gets embiggened. Uh they and summon biggened. their swords. They actually call this time, usually they just said like red red ranger power. This time they actually do like red ape, blue wolf, which is I prefer that. Um, yeah, I, like I do that too. Uh, and they summon their zords, and uh, I have not been that thrilled with the zord fights in this season so far. I, I guess um, I'm sorry you weren't thrilled with the little tiny frogs coming out of the frog zords. Oh, that mouth was amazing. I think he means <laughs> the megazord stuff. Yeah, the megazord stuff hasn't been that fun. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Usually it becomes the Megazord and just does a final attack. And it it's just over. uses its, its super move. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's wild because, like, when the individual the individual swords are so much cooler than the Megazord this season, which which is such a wild inversion like of everything lot, else though. we've seen in Power Rangers. Yeah. I like how it looks. It just, it, it's, it's, I want to, I actually need to go back and watch some original Megazord fights because I know they weren't yeah. super great, but, like, this Thunderzord stuff sucked. For reasons we've talked about extensively, this has not been great, but at least, like, they're on the yeah. same screen with the other monster, so, like, at least there's that, but... I think part of the problem is they're hesitant to let this Megazord do too much fighting without Tommy, um, and that's a weird thing about this fight, is that they actually punch not and any... kick for a bit, and then yeah. when they get hit, they're like, Tommy, we need you, and he's like, I'm coming, hold on, cool your yeah. jets. I was getting a coffee at Starbucks. Chill. Right. Because that's the thing is, like, in Conquer Ranger, it's not a person's Zord, which means it it doesn't, like, fight with the rest of the team. So a, a lot of the Zord fights... It's more of a Titanus. Right. A lot of the Zord fights in this are, like, Tommy is just somewhere. Like, where is he? I don't know. He's yeah. just not there for some reason. And um, what's more, uh, at least so far, and you know what? I think this is actually a good thing, but it, it's, it still does hurt the, the reputation of this Megazord. But after turning into the Megazord and b- like between turning into the Megazord and doing the finishing move, the thing that this Megazord spends the vast majority of its time doing is watching Ninjor fight. Yes, that's also true. There is a lot of Ninjor beating stuff, mm-hmm. which I miss Ninjor. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him in a couple episodes. Hey guys, what do you think Ninjor is up to right now? Uh, Ninjor is probably just chilling in in his uh in his Ninjor jar. His nin- ninjar? Ninjar. Oh, God. Ninjar. 
No. Nope. Well, oh, I thought this could have been a fun <laughs> bit, but Zach chose to go in a different direction. Can, can I just say I that, I, that. I, I will say in Kaku Ranger, like usually at Zord fights we've seen so far, like, I know they're not called Zords in the Sentai, but whatever. Um, like the the individual Zords will, which are all humanoid. They're all humanoid uh, for the Shogun Megazord. They um, they just fight the monster by themselves for a bit, and then they'll form the Shogun Megazord or the Shogeki, whatever it's called in the it's... Kaku Ranger thing, and then they'll do their finishing move, and that's it. Because I think it's also implied that the Shogun Megazord is, like, way taller than most Megazords because it is made out of a bunch of humanoid Megazords. It's so weird that they swapped those. Because they get the Shogun Megazord. It's just... But it's the Alien Ranger Sword. Instead of the other way. No, I think they get the Shogun Megazord in in this. I'm pretty sure, like, as the Ranger. Okay. I, I could be wrong. But it's weird that they yeah, well, swapped Because they end it. up having to make do without uh, without a Pink Ranger for a while. Right. And, it's just bizarre. And there I, is I no know. Pink Ranger with the other Zords. Yeah. It's true. So, uh, well, technically, there's no pink ranger with the current set of Zoran. Right, yeah, but they, just, they just said the crane's pink and, like, whatever. Right, I bought yeah. it as a kid. I didn't fucking yeah. question it. Okay, yeah. Kimberly, Kimberly <laughs> has never had a Zord that was actually pink. Hey, 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 Joel. I, let me try again. Okay, pitch, ask me what Ninjor is doing again. Okay? Oh, my God. Oh. Go. So anyway, Tommy shows up and no, I want to do it. No, <laughs> Joel, I want to do it. I have a joke. Come on. I say, Zachary, my good man. Uh-huh. <laughs> God. Whatever is this ninja fellow going on about doing while these swords are fighting? I love you, well, you dork. Uh, well, um, you know, Brendan Fraser has just come back onto the scene, and given that he played uh, Dudley Do-Right, I bet, I bet that actually this doesn't even fit into the way you asked the question. I just want listen. I want Brendan Fraser to play ninja. Can that happen? <laughs> Can that happen? I want that. I think it probably cannot Zach, happen, but it would be but, delightful if it but did. But why not, though? Can it? Please. I want Zach, that. I walked through fire for you. The way you set it up didn't work with what I had. Zach thinks so little of this premise I came up with that he cho- he assassinated it, <laughs> brought it back to life just so he could kill it again. I just want... I just oh, want Fred and Frazier to play Ninja. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That's all I want. Poor he, child. Also, hey, did you guys? Brendan Fraser's okay. I thought he might not be, but apparently he's fine. Yeah, I'm very he's excited doing pretty good. He's it. living on a farm. He's like a good. Well, he's like an archer. He like, got good at archery, which is a good thing to do in your off time. So, yay. <laughs> anyway, now we can move on. I'm sorry I fucked that up. I didn't do a good job. Hopefully, somebody laughs at it. Is he the real life Oliver Queen? I Maybe mean, he might be. I I don't think he can do all of the like stunt stuff because it sounds like his body has been basically <laughs> rebuilt from scratch at this point. Yeah, apparently he's half machine at this point, which is why he quit because of all the stunt damage. But uh, yeah. yeah, didn't I? Yeah, you shared an article on the Slack, and look, I I don't want to if it if I'm wrong, it, didn't it have something to do with him being like harassed in Hollywood? Yeah, I didn't want to go That was some of it, too, but, like... That also happened. I I do want to say, like, if if that's the case, we shouldn't make just exclusively jokes about Ben and Fraser, because that does suck a lot if that happened. Yeah, but apparently there were some good reasons. But but he's back now, and I'm excited. I'm glad, too. I like Brendan Fraser. He's cool. This has nothing to do with the show, but except for the fact that he played Dudley Do-Right and therefore could play Ninjor. That's all I'm saying. Did he actually do the Dudley Do-Right voice for the role, or, like... 
Sort of. I mean, not, really. not as much. I don't much. think he actually did a Dudley Do Right voice when he played Dudley Do Right. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't really need to. Like his his normal Brendan Fraser attitude works fine for that role. If they somehow do a second movie in the same continuity as the last Power Rangers movie and have Zed and Ninjor, then they should cast Brendan Fraser. That's all I'm saying. It also I'm would be so sure must- totally off. Ninjor would not fit in that. <laughs> At all. <laughs> I feel like they're going to go Zio if they do another movie, but yeah. yeah probably. Yeah, I all mean, right. they wouldn't have brought I mean, up the term Zio Crystals if they weren't going to go I will that say route. that they were going to introduce Tommy, too. So what they're probably going to do, what their plan was probably was to make a, a Green with Evil movie and then do a Zio movie. Well, originally they, they said I they were going to do like eight fucking movies, which is I hilarious. I can't believe we're talking yeah. about the fucking movie again. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, what's so, great about uh, it, it, here? Here's the thing, Zach. They brought up the Zeo crystals because they just needed a MacGuffin, and that was yes. a MacGuffin that that like that they thought that, like let's just name drop a thing that the that the fans who actually stuck around past season three would remember. Right. So we are uh, the monster gets beaten up. That was a weird tangent. <laughs> I was actually about to ask. I I didn't remember where we left off. Yeah. Yeah, the, the monster, monster gets, gets punched with wolves and apes, and then yes. we cut to the moon where Rita is kind of just super defeated at this point. She's like, well, another one bites the dust. Yes. Uh, finally, um, Goldar's like, Finster, spray Zed with the antidote, and he does... You know what? I, I do want to say, it, it does suck that Rita said another one bites the dust, and neither Matt nor Luke are here to make the JoJo's reference. Because <laughs> I know that's a JoJo's thing, but I don't know anything about it. Oh well, I know it's so, a song. It, I mean, <laughs> yeah, hence why it's a yeah, hence why it's a JoJo's well, yeah, thing. Yeah, jo- yeah, yeah JoJo's just likes to use classic rock. But in mm-hmm. any case, yeah, no, there Finster, is this. Finster, uh, Finster uh, Goldar straight up tells Zed, Zed, Rita used a love potion on you. You're being hypnotized. Finster uses the antidote. And nothing happens because Zed is really in love with Rita. It's so Aww. sweet. His, his response like, is, little... Goldar, have you lost your mind? He makes Goldar apologize. He says, yeah. you must apo- apologize for what you said to my baby. Yeah, Goldar like... calls his marriage a sham and he's like, no, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's like, he's like, this little witch is the best thing that ever happened to me, and I'm like, oh. And then they That's go, so and then they go to kiss, and it goes slow mo, which is the best. It goes for Rita gives kiss. him a just a delightful like stink face too. It's cute. I love it. It's good. You know what, y'all? I love Goldar, but I also love seeing Goldar be miserable. So this <laughs> yeah. is pretty great. I love seeing. I love Goldar because he's miserable. Like, yeah. like he's just so unhappy all the time. And and yeah, like also the fact that the love between these two monsters who like celebrate being evil and repeatedly try to kill teenagers and destroy the world is one of the most pure relationships on television. It's really cute. So finally, yeah, it, um, it, you know what they they butt heads, but so does every couple. And I mean, here's the thing: it's especially weird when you contrast it with the actual like supposedly wholesome romance in this show between Tommy and Kimberly, which is just is there's just no chemistry whatsoever. Right, just none. But yes, like, whenever yeah. Rita and Zed are being all lovey dovey, <laughs> yeah. it's a fucking blast. The, There's the fireworks. The man who has to wear a skinless metal suit, and the lady who ha- who has to 
be dubbed over by someone else who's spe- also speaking English, have more charisma and fucking uh, chemistry, chemistry. Yeah. Than, than two normal people who are just supposed to be in love. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. But it works. So, Well, I mean, yeah. like, remember that, like, Kimberly and Tommy could have chemistry because remember that one episode where they hated each other and they were like... Yes, they were, they were giving... good together in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so... we cut down to the most 90s fucking... Like... The most 90s fucking? <laughs> yeah, basically. The most 90s yeah, fucking, the most 90s okay. fucking okay. dance. Like, good God. Yes. Well, okay, I, like, so this... I, I was about to say Billy cleans up, but then I noticed he's just wearing like a, a button-up shirt over a t-shirt, and I'm like, no... Don't yeah. like, like don't like Adam, Adam on the on. other hand. Yeah, what the hell, Billy? Adam get a looks suit. Good. If you're gonna wear a button-up shirt, don't wear a t-shirt under it at a fucking dance. Like God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I do want to say this: this live band, this quote-unquote live Aisha band, looks great. they've got. Uh, yeah, Aisha looks great. She's got like a, a yellow dress and a, a scarf, and it's a good look. Um, this band. Is, is well, they're obviously they're lip syncing because that's always what they do. But this is the same song that Kimberly used for him her gymnastics routine, um, in the episode where Aisha's girlfriend came back. Yes. Oh my god, are you right? Are you sh- are you sure? One hundred percent. Oh wow. To be alone. <laughs> it's very bad. With so- you, it is the <clears throat> most generic like. 90s music in the world like i will say like the next shot and the next thing we see is is bulk who does clean up very well he's in like a classy like police uniform type deal like you know they wear like a a, right, a, a dress ball, uniform. which is what this yeah. is and he's like you know dancing with a pretty lady and i'm like oh bulk you're looking great like oh good good for you buddy yeah <laughs> yeah paul Schreier cleans up good um there's also a bit where like Lieutenant Stone. Oh my god, like, Tommy. Sorry, I'm <laughs> yeah, reacting we'll, to the episode we'll, live, so it's, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to Tommy. <laughs> oh, he, uh, yeah, no, we oh need to get god. to Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, also Rocky shows up and he's got like a, a he's got kind of a weird look. Um, uh, but yeah, Lieutenant, he, looks, he looks like he's like in a different, a different person in his suit would look fine, but he just looks a little... It's a little sleazy. I don't know what it is. A little bit. <laughs> Rocky kind of always looks a little bit like a used car salesman, and this is the yeah, most he has. Uh, yeah, that's what so I would far. say for sure. Yeah, but this is a bit where Lieutenant Stone actually asks Miss Appleby to the dance. I don't know why Miss Appleby's at this event, but okay. Um, why and not? She, what she else agrees? Because, because Angel Grove only has one place where things happen. Like, yeah, that's like I, I was I was like, listening to our latest episode that's been released today. Where we were talking, we were talking about how the governor's wife is at, like, you know, getting served by Balkan Skull. And I'm thinking, like, why the fuck is the governor's wife even at the youth center at gym the and juice, juice bar? bar? Yeah. Like, what the it's, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, since when does since when is there a governor? What state are they in? Yeah, it's <laughs> but, ridiculous. Well, they're in, they're in California. That's that they have said ostensibly yeah, um but so but but like uh through miss appleby agreeing uh to to give lieutenant stone this dance and lieutenant stone's not in a formalized uniform or anything he's just in his regular ass police uniform right but, which is weird because he's yeah, on a but, job yeah but through <laughs> her we find out lieutenant stone's first name which is jerome jerome uh, yeah. and also the assumption is then that she actually said yes when he asked if you would like to go uh, yeah, I mean, she, well, she did. She, she straight she up says yes. Into yeah. him. So yeah. that happens. Um, 
we get a um, Billy dances with Aisha. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We first yeah, we, we see get Tommy. A, we get a glimpse of we fucking see Tommy, Tommy Oliver and his fucking hair, and he oh. looks so greasy and bad. It's terrible. <laughs> his he hair is so his bad. hair is down. It looks really bad, and also he's wearing a white suit with like a corsage and yeah, it just so, doesn't like, look so Tommy, bad Tommy I'm always sorry. has gets to wear white formal wear when he's dressed up because he's the white ranger and right. Jason David Frank cannot pull it off with the look he's sporting here I want to see him in an emerald fucking suit like yeah, that's that's fucking great. like from like the emerald city like wizard of oz shit like bright like look like the fucking riddler without any question marks on him that's what i want to see <laughs> tommy tommy looks like the lost fifth member of color me bad <laughs> yeah but uh, so uh, also during the shot, not only do we get uh, bulk dancing with mm-hmm. a random lady we've never seen before, we get Mr. Kaplan dancing with a random lady we've never seen before in the crowd. Although she lo- she looks miserable, um, which I you know fair. Uh, but yeah. then we get this moment. Uh, so so Billy asks Aisha to dance. I like Aisha's <laughs> oh, yeah. look, by the way. I like her scarf. It's cute. Oh, Aisha looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Are we talking about Rocky? Yeah, yes. Rocky just turns to a random lady in the background so, like, and is like, he watches hey. them. He watches them lead and just, just kind of like nods to himself like, yep, Rocky alone again. Oh, hey, <laughs> here's somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's also definitely an adult. Like, he goes to dance with, like, an adult lady who is just behind him randomly, basically. Now, it's, it's weird to me that Billy, I guess, just is just perpetually dating the Yellow Ranger. Like, I don't think he's dating her. Like, he's not Aisha, dating her. Aisha's gay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. One, Aisha well, is absolutely gay. Um, two, Aisha has previously established as being cool with just like hanging with friends at events like this. Like she danced with Adam at a previous thing too. And that's true. Do you think? Do you think Billy's her beard? No, I don't. I don't. I think she just is cool with dancing with her friends. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I would true agree. Too. Yeah. And I think. Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. So speaking of dancing with friends. Uh, Kimberly apologizes to Tommy for how she acted. And Tommy's like, nah, you were mind controlled. It's cool. And then she says, I wish Rocky was afforded the same, like, you know, it's cool. You were mind controlled when he had his fucking like gambling addiction. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's funny. But I just, I forgot. Go ahead. Tell this. And then I have to laugh at the thing that I, (laughs) um, so, but Kimberly starts to feel bad about like, it's like, I feel really bad. Cause like, I've been mind controlled and hit on skull and then like ran away like maybe five or six times now. And I feel real bad for what he's going through. Mind if I go like, just be nice to him. I think I just got to what you want to talk about, Zach. And oh my God. It is. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you're getting. (sighs) So Kimberly (laughs) leaves, walks away from Tommy to go (sighs) talk with skull. Adam walks in from off camera <laughs> it's the best. and offers Tommy a celery stock. No, okay, like, like, imagine it's like Tommy just standing there and Adam comes up, he's like, celery? And Tommy's just like, shrugs. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, just, like, this, this, the whole show needs to freeze frame and then it needs to say, brought to you by the celery council. Like, what, <laughs> what Adam isn't just holding a single stock. He's got a fistful of celery. Like, like how did I, this happen? Again, I I was watching this while I was cooking, and I thought there must have been some weird setup where they're like, why is the only snack here celery? Nope, that's not what happens. There, 
Adam just hands no, Tommy listen. celery, and he goes, "Thanks." And then they was eat celery. Was scripted? So, so what happened? What happened was, is there was one of those vegetable trays where, like, there's like you know celery bits and carrots and and cauliflower and broccoli and a big old thing of ranch dip in the middle. Well, all the good shit was gone. It was just the celery, and no, Adam's no. just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna grab that's, a handful of this." No, no. My my theory is that because we haven't seen Adam since like that first shot we see him at the dance. After that first shot, he goes to the table and he's like. Holy shit, fucking celery! I love this shit! And he just like yeah. grabs all of his celery and he's just munching on it. And he sees that Tommy's alone. He's like, oh, give that. I'll give him some celery. It'll make him feel better. <laughs> I mean, like, Adam, Adam is absolutely the celery is my favorite snack kid. Adam, Adam is on uh, one of those weird, like, intermittent fasting diets where two days of the week you can only have like 300 calories. So he well, just say, loves yeah, celery. That's the cel- only cel- like you, you burn more calories eating celery than you get from like eating it. I think that's with, is that celery? with where this shot it, it's happens. Like, it's like five calories. Yeah, it's very, like, very, if, very if very any, calorie, and yeah. you burn five calories chewing. <laughs> I just, I just want to know how this scene happened. Like stepping outside of explaining what happened on the show. Like, did somebody script in, and then Adam walks in with a handful of celery and offers <laughs> some to Tommy? Yeah, is- I feel like that was like a. That was a maybe like an improv thing. It, like, is, this like, is this supposed to be like an homage to some bit in like a teen movie where someone offers another person I, a cigarette? I don't but we know, can't do but that? do you know what it feels like? It feels like a a scene from the room. Yeah, because the the room has those like what the fuck just happened scenes <laughs> where you're just like I genuinely don't understand why that is in here and why it just happened and that yeah. is what that's it's, the reaction I had when that happened. <laughs> it's not inconceivable that a person would offer another person celery if no, like these are old friends and it's established that celery is a thing that the two of them like, but. You can't. This is not a normal enough thing for you to just do without explaining. It's also not a normal. Like you don't. It's one of those things you don't punch. That would make so much more sense. Yes, it's just so bizarre, and like it doesn't fit the language of like teen. Like yeah, if someone in a teen show offers someone punch or something, like okay. It's just so out of place. It's really bizarre. It makes me laugh. Can we talk about Skull's outfit now, please? I know that I know that that was very important, but now I have to talk about Skull's yeah, outfit. And Adam's got an idea of Adam like spiking the celery. <laughs> well, Tommy bites into bites into what's What the fuck is this? He's like, the I dunked them in vodka. Like that's totally a thing. Like if you have wilted celery, you can like cut the end off, stick it in water, and it'll like rehydrate. So. So you could do, yeah, like how do people that make booze. watermelon, like vodka melons, like yeah. vodka watermelons. Yeah, oh, just make vodka, just vodka celery. Vodka <laughs> celery, yeah. Oh, God. God. <laughs> okay, so Lieutenant Stone's just in his uniform. Bulk is just kind of in a suit. Skull is in full old-timey military regalia. Yeah. No, Which Bulk is, is not, Bulk is not just in a suit. He no, has, Bulk's like... In a, Bulk's in a dress, uh, police dress uniform. Yeah, he's got, like, epaulets on. He is also fancy. But he is not as fancy as, uh, Skull, who looks like he's a space captain from an anime. Yeah, no, Skull, like, Skull absolutely <laughs> brought this uniform from home. This was not something the police department provided for him. <laughs> This was in his costume chest. He looks like Captain Harlock. Like, it's yeah. so ridiculous. And he uh, he has, he, like... He looks like he should be the head of, like, the British Navy and is, and is 
he's he's gonna get those pirates, you know? Yeah. Like, God. It's really so, great. Go ahead. Skull is extra. In any case, so Kimberly walks up to him and is like, hey, um, hey, Skull, can, can can we talk? And he's like, what? So you can stomp... Uh, no, she asked him to dance, and he says, what? So you can stomp on my feet as well as my heart? Which is a pretty good Aww, line. Oh, yeah, feel so Which is a good line, Skull. and it's surprisingly clever for Skull, but you know what? I bet he's rehearsed that line in his head all evening, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's what <laughs> yeah. he's been thinking over and over as he's if stalking If she walks there. up to me to dance, I'm gonna fucking see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She says, like, hey, I just... Skull, come on, let's let's just dance. I mean, as friends. And boy, let me Skull's tell like, you, that's really? a crushing conversation. Yeah, not that. Well, I mean, he's no. like, he's like, really, friends? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, in, okay, yeah, friends. Fairness, I'm not sure that any of the Rangers have like specifically called them friends, at least not very often. So yeah, this like, is probably. Yes, I mean, normally, they, they cheered at the graduation, but yeah, this no, is probably look, the listen, first time. Listen, listen, Zach, this is a very specific conversation. The don't you think we just work better as friends conversation. No, I, I understand. I'm saying normally I agree with you, but I think Skull is excited because, because they've never really like said, yes, we are friends before. And that that's nice to hear. But yes, also a girl coming up to you and saying, don't you think we work better as friends is for sure gen- generally not a positive thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's letting him down gently, which is a good thing. But, it okay. Yeah. So so they dance for a while. We get a few more shots of the band playing and people dancing and we freeze frame the episode ends. But uh, I'm of two minds about this skull scene. Okay. Because on the one hand, viewing it through the lens of this is just an innocent children's show. Mm-hmm. Through that lens, this is a good moment. It is a good moment for Kimberly. It's a good moment for Skull. It's just a sweet sentiment of like, listen, like we're not ever going to be a couple, but like I'm, I value you as a person. Let's just have a, a nice quick dance together. It's probably the closest thing we've got to character development this whole fucking series. <laughs> yeah, it's from that angle, it's very sweet. You know, it, viewing it as like it through the eyes of a child in the mid nineties. Uh huh. Viewing it through the eyes of an adult in twenty eighteen. Yes. I've known guys like Skull. I've been a guy like Skull in high school. I know what happens if you give this kind of guy an inch. Yeah, that that is true. That is a that's a bad. Yeah, give him, scene give him anything to, happen, to cling on and he cling on to, and he will um dig in for his life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's yeah. I I don't know. I really liked this scene. I under I totally get what you're saying, especially as like if these were real people for sure. Um, I'm gonna say this kind of turned me around on like the skull Kimberly thing. Like I, cause okay, listen when when people start first started reminding me when we started watching this, like that that canonically. Uh, Tommy ends up with Cat. I was like, no, Tommy and Kimberly forever. Now I don't give a shit. Like I don't. Tommy, no, Tommy sucks. and Kimberly. The show yeah, has like, almost never sold them as a couple. I don't yeah, want Tommy and Kimberly to end up we together. Ju- we just finished talking about the fact that Tommy and Kimberly have zero chemistry, right? Because because Tom- Kimberly deserves someone who actually gives a shit about her. <laughs> like yeah. that's the thing. And, and like as as fucked up as it is, as fucked up as like again. Skull's not a good person. He's a real creep. And every time Kimberly's shown affection to him, it's been under like mind control and shit. But like, again, it's the Zed Rita thing. It's like these two, like, 
as like they they're not good for each other, but as a fictional couple, they're so much more fun to watch. Yes, yeah, they're, it's it's a more interesting pairing for sure than than Tommy and Kimberly, which is boring, and they I, n- I also never like, really do it. If Skull goes to like college and realizes he was a fucking douchebag, and then they meet later and get together, I wouldn't hate that fanfic. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, Skull is uh, Bulk's boyfriend. And we can't forget that. That's a very. I important. mean, that's yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but mean, yes, you can have you can be dating more than one person. That is true. Yes, good point. Um, but yeah, I'm dating so, more we get than the, one person. Yeah, <laughs> the, I, I, sorry, I didn't mean it that way. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and the ending credits thing is just an alternate take of the scene where Bulk falls in love with Aisha. Yeah, it's not. It's not really meaningfully different. It's just it's there. I mean, there's there's two there's two like things to point out the first is um in this like version of whatever um Aisha seems kind of okay with things at first like she's kind kind of looks like she's going along with it for a bit so I could try heterosexuality for a bit no I don't like this <laughs> no, I, I, no I think no I think it's more of a I think it's it, it seems more playful like oh hey we're doing a, a goofy thing okay sure and then like it's if, I don't know it kind of feels like she's like I don't know what's going on here but okay and then oh you're serious yikes yeah, and then yeah, at the it, at the end, as he's pining for or whatever, he like he's like reaching out into the air where she was as he's turning, and ends up like grabbing Skull's face, <laughs> and just like, do I look like Aisha to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so and then and then blocks like in terms of how much I love you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, this is a really fun episode. I, I, I had a really good time. It's the the. I love the f- confirmation that Zed actually loves Rita and it's not just like a spell. I like, I love when Rita goes after Goldar. Like there's just a lot of really fun stuff in this episode. Yeah, then um, I have to go back and try to watch the whole episode because it yeah. does look pretty interesting. I totally get why you're skeeved out by that because it is, well, not skeeved out. It's like an embarrassment thing when, yeah. when Kim is hitting on, on Skull and Tommy's right fucking there and doesn't say anything. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get sick of that embarrassment pretty easy from shows, especially for misunderstandings and stuff like that. I'm like, no! And yeah, I just kind yeah, of got me. I've, I've, like, I'm one of those people who really can't watch The Office very much, and it took a lot of prodding to get me to even watch uh, um, uh, Parks and Recreation, which has a lot less of that, but still has some so, like, yeah, I can't deal with the awkward humor very much either. So, I, I get what you mean. Um, hey, hey, Zach. Yes? You know how going into this, you were kind of worried this was going to be a short episode because we started out with only yeah, three of us? Yeah, we're running long. It's I, been two so, hours. So, I, have a, I actually have a bunch of questions from listeners. So, I just wanted to thank people. Uh, there's also, there's, like, a couple that somehow I missed the first two times or whatever. Um, I wanted just to let people know I've got your questions. We will get to them, but we somehow Can we ask, made like, a this couple questions because I I haven't been here I, for long and I kind of feel like I want to podcast I, I, a little bit longer. I haven't eaten. I have. To, I'm okay, so hungry. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 we're at about two hours. So what? Go ahead. C- come on, Zach. Let, let's let's answer a question. Okay, I will answer a question. Uh, let's Thank see. you, Zachary. Zach. If anyone else has a question they'd like to send us, uh, where can they send them to? Oh, yes. Sorry. I do have a bunch. We will get to them. But if you have additional ones, you can send us to them. Um, so you can send them to us at Teens with Toot on Twitter. 
Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group, or teenswithtude at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, I will do one email question uh, from Joe. He asks, so Rita Repulsa is an evil witch. Her brother is a spooky skeleton. What other paper cutout Halloween window decorations does the Reet-X, which I like that uh, instead of Rito Rito, Reet-X is the family name, uh, family have as siblings? A scary ghost? A black a black cat? Let's ponder. Um, I want a vampire. Just a vampire? Like, but yeah. not... So, a, okay. A real cartoony vampire. Yes, yeah. I would want, like, I want a not... Dracula Halloween-ass motherfucker to be in the family. Yes. <laughs> I would want not... Not, like, a full-body suit like most of the monsters, but literally, like, a guy in a cape with white face paint and, like, fangs. Yeah, and, like, those plastic, those plastic fangs or whatever yes. that you, like, you yeah. can barely and maybe talk like with. A, maybe, like, a hairpiece instead of slicking his hair down, like, just straight up. Oh, yeah, it's, like, literally like, a hair helmet, yeah. Yeah, like a hair helmet, yeah. I that want would that. be amazing, um, yes. I'm trying to think what else are other good ones. Like the, I mean, the Frankenstein, we've already seen the Frankenstein. What about, what about that, what about that sort of generic, um, mad scientist look where it's got like some sort of Afro-esque wig and like just a oh, weird lab and coat. and a white coat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that worked. That'd be pretty I'd good. I have Finster though, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what his dynamic would be, but I do oh, no, like yeah, the Oh no, yeah, that would be the thing. Finster would like resent him for like moving in on his turf and like it would be, it would be, it would be the yeah, same okay. sort of dynamic you have with the, Voldar and Rito. It's funny because we've seen a couple of these already. Like the, f- I was si- thinking just the um, the the Frankenstein's monster, but the pumpkin wrapper is just a pumpkin. Like there's nothing about that monster that is a wrapper. It's just a pumpkin with yeah. arms and legs. So that kind of works, but obviously he's not related to them. Uh, I do like the uh, just the. The, we got a funny tombstone. I just realized that. I was about to say tombstone, but like <laughs> yeah, we got a tombstone a monster already. Uh, um, can, they, can they have just straight up Salem from the Sabrina the Teenage Witch live action show? <laughs> that would be so but, good. But, but it's but it's uh, their sibling. But no, it's not I, a cat I, person. It's just a cat. Right. But yeah, as long as it's voiced by Nick Bakay, I don't care. I want a Sabrina Power Rangers crossover now, please. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> When she runs into the God, Power Rangers. God, and Salem like, and Goldar uh, trading insults would be so good. He's like, he's like, like Salem's like, oh yeah, my my great aunt Rita, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about one of those uh, motion sensor Halloween decorations that like when you go near it starts being loud and obnoxious <laughs> and it just won't stop no matter what you do? Yeah, I had a bat. It was like a um a bat that uh when you got near it. It like went around in a circle on its like little tree branch, and it's saying "You spin me right round," but in like a bad Transylvanian, fake Transylvanian accent. <laughs> and I hated it more than anything in the world. And because of that, my sister loved it. And eventually, I think I like put it in the attic prematurely, and they were like, "Where to go?" And then we never use it again because <laughs> I think my parents were just like, "Okay, he hates it that much." <laughs> Yeah, like if if you're gonna have a Halloween decoration that makes noises, it should just be making generic scary sounds. Not a you whole know, song. Like it, yeah, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, just the skull that laughs. I think I think for this question, I like the the vampire would like fit the best. I think. Yeah. Um, because like Mommy? mummies don't usually talk. Oh yeah, I mean they, that's no, no good. there's no reason they can't. That's true. Yeah, a mummy would be pretty fun. I don't know. 
I, I <laughs> my problem is I'm stuck since this. I read this question. I've been trying to figure out what their names would be. Because Rita, Rito, what? How else do you like? Re- be Rito again? Because he's Ritz. a and this is a girl vampire. Would be pretty cool too. I just can't figure like contort that into any other names. <laughs> Obviously, you don't have to stick to that. I was just trying to figure it out, and I couldn't. Um. So oh, yeah, hey, there you go. I'm sorry. What? Is did we finish the question? Uh, Molly retweeted a pretty boy, and I got distracted. Okay, it's fine. The great question oh, shit. is over. I gotta, look, I gotta look at that. Oh, good. Great. <laughs> this is good audio. So I'm gonna end the podcast here since you we're just gonna we just look plug at pretty boys. Real quick? Yes, we, everyone's gonna do plugs. Yeah. I was gonna let people yeah, do plugs. Yeah, I was plugs. gonna say just bouncing off of that. Follow our friend Molly on Twitter at <laughs> your friend Molly with a Y E R. Yeah, sure. she does good podcasts and she's funny and does good tweets and yeah. Sometimes she, she is... sometimes she posts pictures of uh, pretty anime boys. Yeah, like send, yeah. That's that's that plays a lot of ground blue. Send Alfred yeah. again to that guy. Yeah, he's good. Oh, that um, boy. Does anybody else have anything they want to specifically plug this week? I mean, we've all got our podcasts. Uh, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I don't want to um, plug any of the stuff I do because no, none of it's released any content recently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, check out AudioEntropy.com I mean, <laughs> for yeah, all of check our... Check out AudioEntropy.com just for other stuff in general. I mean, listen, Digital Moncast hasn't updated in, in forever. Home for Infinite Losers hasn't updated in like a month. Uh, like, going pear shapes on basically permanent hiatus i don't think zach has any other things emily you've got anything I've, going I've at the moment um, well i mean things. i, ju- I <laughs> just uploaded um uh, in pursuit of passions last week at the time of recording this it'll be a little bit old by the by the time this comes out but you know there's a did lot you, more didn't you just record a new one too or aren't you recording a new I one also, soon? i did just record a new one and i'm gonna try to be better at releasing it at a decent time <laughs> i have i have three episodes of a podcast i do I've done with Adrian that is just in a can, but we can't get any kind of fucking consistent recording schedule out. So I have. You should just release out. those three episodes. Yeah, boy, is that a familiar sounding story? Whew. Maybe I'll just put them in the like garbage dump. No, on, no, no, no. Just just release them as their series, and when you when you want to record another, want to record another one because we've had Skies of Academia on our site with just three episodes for okay. a while. Like yeah, whatever, I'll give, give that a shot. Okay, I'm, I'll put them out. Yeah, so this, people this, this will th- get to listen. Think about when you're making something for fun and it's like not a job or anything, like. There's not actually any real tangible penalty to, like, I just didn't finish it. It's really weird because I think Molly ran into this, too, with with, um, her girlfriend, Pris, with Movies with Molly. It's actually harder to get time with the person you live with than it is with people who are far away. Because, like, you're like, okay, finally we have some time to sit down. And the last thing you you want to do, not that it's not fun, because I really like doing it, but it's like... I don't know. Can we just like sit and like hug and watch TV, Aww, please? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, actually, I do have one thing to plug real quick. Um, I've been uh, so there's a YouTuber uh, who mentioned um, Eric's uh, interview with uh, with the the GM of Hyperforce on one of her podcasts, and like I heard about or one of her. Which YouTube? Uh, YouTube's. Uh, I'm gonna get there, and I saw it on Twitter. I started watching her. Her name is Ranger Liz, Ranger oh, L I Z, and she does a bunch of videos about Power Rangers and Common Rider and Sentai and stuff. And 
is really knowledgeable and i have not watched like a ton so, of them yet. so go watch her and drop this show <laughs> but no don't do that i mean i've never we've never claimed that the the that the draw of this is that we are experts about power Rangers. no no because no, no that's no, what you're no, coming no. to this for you should probably go elsewhere like yes <laughs> um, i'm sorry I What's just up? saw uh, a bunny rabbit scare a fox and have yes, it run away. That and it's the cutest great. thing in the world. <laughs> uh, so, so th- th- given that we're just describing gifts, yes, go check out Ranger Liz. She seems <laughs> cool. I really like that stuff. Uh, she she's got a good YouTube channel. I wish I could get a YouTube channel together. It's much harder than podcasting. I think you I have mean, to edit a lot of video. Yeah, uh, it's it's. I mean, it is a lot of work. Yeah. We have an audio entropy YouTube channel. You can just like yes, put that's, stuff that's there. That's true. I could no, do no, that. No, it's no, it's not. It's not that. It's the amount of effort it takes to consistently post videos, as evidenced right, by like, my complete failure to do so. Being a YouTuber, like professionally, actually seems really hard. That, that's not here nor there, but it's just something I've observed. So anyway. Uh, that's gonna do it for us this week. I can't believe we have only three slash four people and we made this like one of our longest episodes. This happened a while. It's the first time it's happened. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, but for Teenagers of the Attitude, I've been Zach. Joel. What? Uh, I, you, Joel. I, I'm Joel, I guess. <laughs> oh my god, he actually did the sign the thing. Um, I do not see it. Oh, did it not post? Okay. I see the sign up order. Yeah, so I'm next. Emily. I'm at, I've been Emily. <laughs> yeah, I could just I could just not end the podcast. God, I could just keep it going. Fall apart. Fall <laughs> apart at the very end. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike. I, what do you think the over under is on, on Eric? fixing this or just leaving it broken. <laughs> Eric, please, please, Eric does please not fix anything. <laughs> uh, may the power protect you always. Aisha! Oh, Aisha. Where have you been all my life? What? Come with me to the Casbah. I don't know where it is, but we'll find it. You guys, let's get out of here. There's something definitely going on. No, yeah, I think we should contact the others. <laughs> Aisha, Aisha, Aisha. Don't look like Aisha. No, Aisha. <laughs>